Welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast with Jeff Baker and Drew Pelto. Sponsored by Certified Sports Guarantee. Go to csgcards.com for sports card grading for the win. And by sportscollectorsdaily.com. If it happens in the hobby, you'll find it on sportscollectorsdaily.com. And now, here's our host, Jeff Baker. everybody and welcome to TTM cast your sports collectibles podcast where we talk TTM cards autograph collecting and a whole lot more it's season four episode 27 I can't believe it it's July 10th through it's flying by you are listening to the national ranked sports podcast TTM cast my name is Jeff Baker I am your host of the program talking to you from Boston Massachusetts and I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Mr. Drew Pelto from Dallas, Texas. Hey, Drew. Hey, good to be here, as always. Drew, you know what? Let's let's give it a plug right away. You, you got a new video up on your YouTube uh, talking about your, your excellent adventure. Why don't you let people know where how they can, can follow you on YouTube and, and watch your new video? Yeah, if you just go to youtube.com slash dfwgrapher. That's the easiest spot to find me for any of those videos. Or if you just go to my website of dfwgrapher.com. That has links to my YouTube, to Twitter, to Instagram, has info on all the stuff I'm working on. But yeah, I got my my preview video posted for my upcoming trip, which I know we'll be talking a little bit more about that later on in the show. But really looking forward to that and finally getting the first uh, couple things done with that. We're leaving uh, less than two weeks from today now. I know. It's very exciting. Guys, you can follow Drew's trip on our website, which is ttmcast.com. Drew, I got to put a link up to that the video and, and we'll... Uh... You guys want to follow follow Drew's trip to over 20 uh, minor league parks and the Hall of Fame and the National and all sorts of – it's the best trip in the world, actually. So, uh, <laughs> you can re- live vicariously through 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 Drew and, and follow his trip. And we're going to have all sorts of stuff on the podcast as well. Drew, why don't you let people know about our radio show? Of course. You can find us on the Sports Map Radio Network now. We are, we've got a show called Sports Collectors Club. Airs on Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. Eastern time, Sunday mornings at 7 a.m. Eastern. Same show both times. So if you miss that Saturday one, don't worry, you can catch it on Sunday. If you don't have a sports map radio network uh, station in your area, just go and download their app. You can find that on just about any of the major app stores. And Drew, how many radio shows are out there that are nationally syndicated that talk about uh, collecting? I think last time I checked, just one, and that's us. Just one. That's right. Sports Collectors Club. Check it out. SportsCollectorsClub.com. You can find all your information there. Well, I had a, a busy week. It was my birthday. It was birthday on Thursday. I'm 57 years old. 57. I can't believe I'm 57 wow. years old. <laughs> I'm old, but I had fun with it. Thank my family. They they gave me a great birthday. And part of it, I went to see the Manchester Fisher Cats, which was nice. kind of nice. Uh, we had... Uh, Dying at the game seats, and they were awesome. And Drew and I are going to experience that in August yep. with Aaron. And we'll have, we'll, my wife will have fun at that. I actually got a couple autographs. My daughter went and, and, and helped out dad, and she got a couple autographs for me. I got Orelvis Aurel, Mart, Martinez, who's the, the, the Blue Jays' number one prospect. He hit two home runs in the game that we watched. He, I think he has over 20 home runs now. And he signed his, his Bowman card for me. And then I got uh, Rafael Antigua, who was a, an infielder. And he hit a home run for us at that game as well. So I was two for two. Two cards autographed, two guys hit home runs, which, which was kind of cool. Um, you know, that it, seems to be the case a lot of the times. It seems like when a guy signs for me before a game, he does well in that game. It seems like it's you've got the same thing going for you there, too. 
Yeah, it was really good. I mean, the guys, you know, the, the guys who are signing before the game, uh, you got to kind of go down next to the dugout, um, kind of the opposite side where our seats were, but they were signing and uh, we, we left right at the game was over. So I'm not sure about signing after, but I'm sure that the, the guy, the guys were signing the, uh, we saw Hartford and they were signing as well. So there's plenty, there's plenty of opportunities to get autographs at Manchester. It's a fun time. Uh, I recommend you go, if you're in the new England area, you're, you're, you're uh, in the Boston area for a vacation. Manchester is only about an hour away. It Delta dental uh, stadium is a really nice stadium. It's pretty easy to get tickets. Uh, I highly recommend checking out uh, the Manchester, uh, the New Hampshire Fisher cats. It's a, uh, a really fun night. And then Drew, Ready? You want to you want to blow the horn? You want to start celebrating? You want to start dancing? You I don't know. This is this is like like you, you the perfect storm for you. Baker Mayfield has been traded. I have already been celebrating this. Yes, because <laughs> I mean I going back to the moment he was drafted. I mean I was going on this rant the moment the Browns took him. I was at that draft. I was sitting in the upper deck among a bunch of Browns fans there from the Browns backers groups, and I was really the only one who was like just completely absolutely livid about this pick. I mean, there's so many people cheering. Yay, we got Baker. I'm like, screw you guys. This guy's going to be terrible. And I think I may have even said during my, all my ranting there, the Browns are probably going to trade him for like a fourth round pick in the next five years. Well, I was wrong. They trade him for a fifth round pick even. So uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm glad to see the guy gone. I'm just glad to see him gone. Good luck dealing with that Carolina. I mean, what's crazy. Carolina now has what three, quarterbacks on their roster who were once top five picks two of them first overall picks i think and yeah, one of them i think, in I think Darnold, they have the third. first the first and third pick of the 2018 draft am i right yes him and sam Darnold went third which that's what i wanted the browns to take was Darnold, and well i mean he didn't pan out but i mean he was stuck on the jets so i mean what can you can you really blame him for the jets woes i mean they've got more problems than that so what do yeah. you think what do you think baker mayfield's shortcoming is is he too short is he too erratic is he uh, does he throw bad passes? What do you think his, his shortcomings are? Yes. <laughs> um, I, I think number one mentality, he's just too cocky. He's, he thinks he can get by on attitude alone. And I mean, that can work in college that can work in high school. That doesn't work in the NFL. Everybody's got that attitude and that's going to catch up to you. So I think he tries to get by too much on just, you know, swagger and that doesn't work. Um, I mean, just look at his pat his year, this last year, he was playing supposedly through the entire in- season with a shoulder injury. Show some humility, dude. Sit out, get the surgery done, deal with it, lick your wounds, and come back on the other side better. Don't try to play through it. To me, I mean, what's his name? They had as the backup last year. Would have been so much better than an injured Baker Mayfield, but he let his pride get in the way of him, and, well, now he's stuck in Carolina. So, yeah, I think that's the biggest problem with him, at least. I mean, there's so many other problems, but that's the biggest one as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to have trouble uh, winning – over Donald, I think he's going to have a tough time uh, getting the starting job over Donald, but we'll, we'll see. It's, uh, you know, some of these guys come back and haunt you. And uh, I don't know, the, the, the Browns ta- tend to have uh, the history of the getting rid of guys and that they, they end up doing better wherever they go. So, yeah. but I was very, I was thinking of you when I heard the trade was made. And I, I think I even heard a little yeehaw from way up in uh, Boston from you down in uh, Dallas. So congratulations across on that. How was your week? yes it was pretty good um got a lot of my cards in for the uh, big trip coming up in fact you can see this box right here nice. that is one of those uh, 3000 count super shoe boxes right here and that is completely f- well not quite completely full i've got just enough room for the last 
couple of shipments that I have coming in. I've got, I think, three more from Sport Lots. Two of them are coming in today, so I'll have those ready to throw in here. But yeah, I mean, we've got a completely full box right here. It's all broken down, sorted by team and everything. I even already have my uh, stuff for my very first game ready to go right here. So nice. it's like, it's still two weeks away and I've still got them. I've already got them laid out on the pages here. So super excited with that. Got most of those in. Um, you'll see later on, it was a very light week on the uh, mail stuff, but did some in-person stuff, did some trading. I'll get to all that though. Once we start talking about our uh, TTM returns from the week. Cool. Well guys, we have a fun show, long show for you this week. I think we're going to go two hours. We have a, a lot of uh, content to talk about. And uh, we have uh, a very special interview coming up near the end of the show. We had, I had a chance to talk to Kanal Chopra. Kanal is the brand new CEO of Beckett. He got appointed by uh, CEO of Beckett at the end of May. So uh, the paint is still wet on, on his door. And we, we he has a lot of really cool plans for Beckett. And uh, Beckett has got a new corporate headquarters and they've got growth plans and they're hiring left and right. And he has a, he has a vision for what he'd like to see Beckett uh, be in terms of a company, a grading company, uh, 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 information company, uh, all sorts of stuff. And, and uh, you know, he with the collector in mind. So we're going to talk to uh, Kanal Chopra, new CEO, uh, CEO of Beckett, uh, coming up next week. This is another great interview I had. Uh, Kevin Keating, who is the pri uh, primary uh, autograph authenticator for PSA. Well, he's written a new book. It's called Waiting for a Sign, Volume 2. And Kevin's been collecting autographs uh, since the early 70s. And he tells, uh, really chronicles all his autographs and talks about all these great uh, people that he's dealt with in the world of uh, baseball primarily, but also some celebrities as well. It's a really, really great book. And we're going to talk to Kevin Keating about his new book about collecting. And, and he, he was a, a real great interview. That, that's coming up next week. This week, we have Kanal Chopra, CEO of Beckett. Next week, Kevin Keating. So we have a ton of good content for you guys. Let your friends know what we're doing. We, uh, you know, we Drew and I love collecting. We love autographs. It's our passion. I hope you uh, can see that. We have a ton of new listeners. We appreciate all our new listeners. Thank you, guys. Drew, why don't you let people know how they can get a hold of us? That would be by ttmcast at yahoo.com. Send us an email with any of your questions, your comments, concerns, whatever you got. Let us know right there. Our website is ttmcast.com. And of course, you can send it to our text line, 978-729-0662. Mr. Smooth. He's Mr. Smooth. I just love that. Drew, I just let people know what we got in the show coming up for him. Yeah, we've got all of our typical segments going on here. We've got Baker's Dozen to lead things off. Where we'll talk about all the news from the hobby and industry sides of this whole uh, collectibles thing that we're all involved in. We're going to have more from Les. Les Wolf will be joining us on how to survive the national and succeed. This guy's been to more nationals than either of us combined. And probably 30, more nationals Drew, than 30. 30 Over of them. Wow. 30. And how many have there been so far? 40-something? So he's been yeah. to, you know, three quarters of the nationals, which, I mean, I, I haven't even been to a quarter of them yet. I've been to maybe 10% of them. So Les is obviously an expert on anything and everything about the Nationals. So when, he's, when he talks about it, listen and take anything he says to heart. But he'll be talking about that coming up. Uh, we've got Making the Grade. Talk about everything in the grading side of the hobby and all things related to that. Stamp approval. Jeff and I give our thumbs up for the week to something that's, uh, that's been great for us in the past week or two. So we'll cover all of that, sometimes sports related, sometimes not. We've got the Vern Rap Minute, where we're going to cover anybody who died from the past week in the world of sports, in the world of celebrity, music, politics, whatever you got. And, of course, the main reason why you're all here and why we're here, our TTM returns. And, guys, if you're listening, uh, 
we we got some openings uh, for August. So if you uh, are interested in being on the show, we love to talk to fellow collectors. If you're passionate about uh, anything, let us know. We'd love to talk to you. Send us an email at ttmcast.yahoo.com. Uh, or if you have a uh, suggestion for guests, if you'd like us to talk to somebody or interview somebody, let us know. Drew, Drew, Drew's pretty good at, at rattling some cages and getting some, some guys on the show. So we we love uh, to hear from everyone. I, I, I failed to mention also next week, we have uh, one of our listeners who's a great collector. His name's Dave Snyder. He is actually collecting all the autographs of everyone that has ever played for the Buffalo Sabres. And uh, we talked to Dave about his, his, uh, his passion of collecting uh, autographs from the Buffalo Sabres. And that will be next week as well. So, you know, we, we love to talk to collectors. You want to be on the show. Don't be shy. Send us an email. Drew, what's the email again? That would be ttmcast at yahoo.com. Thanks, buddy. Okay, we're going to get right into it. Here, here's the show. The show's starting. Turn around for Baker's Dozen. Dun, 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 dun. Do you like that one? Do you like that intro? I like it. Yeah, the echo there. <laughs> Baker's Dozen, sponsored by SportsCollectorsDaily.com. Smart collectors turn to Sports Collectors Daily to stay up to date. From new releases to incredible collections hitting the auction block, news from inside the business of sports collectibles, and much more, Sports Collectors Daily has it, all with no subscription cost. SC Daily also delivers a live look at the most watched sports card auctions on eBay for every sport. Sign up to get the headlines in your email for free or just visit the website whenever you like. With 16,000 stories in the archive going back 16 years, there is always plenty to read at sportscollectorsdaily.com. Well, Baker's Dozen is the new summary of what's been going on in the hobby. And uh, we have a lot of news to report. We're all, everyone's kind of ramping up for the, the national. A couple things I just want to remind everyone. Check out my weekly article on TTM and autograph tips on sportscollectorsdaily.com. Sportscollectorsdaily.com usually posts either Monday or Tuesday morning. And it, it just kind of runs down all my uh, returns, my suggestions. And I also give tips on, on autograph collecting. Drew always chimes in with some stuff. We put that in the article. So it's, it's a really fun article, really dedicated to what we love, TTM and autograph collecting. Check that out. You also have a couple more weeks, uh, I think two more weeks. Uh, the Cards Life, uh, the, the Cards Life TV show is a show hosted by Red Sox pitcher Matt Strom. And it really focuses on the hobby and collecting. And it's a great TV show. You go to the Cards Life TV Dot com to find out when the show is going to be airing. Well, the Boston show is airing for a couple more weeks, and they did a feature on me, which is kind of cool. So check it out. Let me know that uh, I have a voice for radio and uh, <laughs> tell me how I did. We love to hear the feedback, but check it out. Go to the CardsLifeTV.com to find where it's airing in your local area. Well, let's get to some news. We've got some auction news to report. Steph Curry uh, finals, this 2002 finals, 2022. 2022 can you believe it's 2022 drew no and i'm 57 years old <laughs> i remember when i was a kid buying like energizer batteries and said yeah make sure you use these by 2005 and i'm like oh yeah that's a ways off and it's like well that was 17 years ago now it's like oh crap no i know it you know it's funny not to get on a tangent but we had to go looking for my daughter graduated from college right so we you know you got to get her a car because she's going to grad school and she it's right she needs a car she's 22 years old but she doesn't have a job so, so we got, we bought her a car for, for graduation. 
So we, you go looking for cars and you start looking at used cars and, and you're like, oh, that's a 2008 or 2010. Like, wait a minute, that's freaking 10, 12 years ago. Yep. yep. <laughs> you forget about that. It's like, we're in 2022, guys. <laughs> well, the 2022 Steph Curry, back, ah, ready, back to the news. The 2022 <laughs> Steph Curry jer- final jersey wore in game one of the first half when he hit all those three-pointers and, and, and almost killed the Boston Celtics, but did kill the Celtics in the, the series. He was the MVP. Well, as part of the NBA auctions, uh, there were 101 bids for this jersey. It was It's not autographed. It sold for over $200,000. Imagine that, Drew. The guy puts on a jersey, and like a month, oh, three weeks later, it goes for over $200,000. It's, it's unfathomable. I mean, this is, yeah, this there have been a lot of highly sold jerseys here lately, but a lot of them have been classic ones from like, you know, the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. One that just got worn a month ago, just, oh my God. I mean, it's it's just crazy how much this is exploding right now. And I mean, good for whoever bought it. Hope it turns into a good investment for them, but wow. Yeah, and it was only, he only wore it for the first half. You don't even think about how many jerseys do these guys go through in a game, you know? Yeah. I mean, it used to be that you'd wear one jersey for an entire season, playoffs included, and now it's like, Oh no, we're going to change about every single game and you know every half even. So it's like wow, just yeah, I don't know, just current ones just don't seem to carry the same allure to them that the old ones do. I agree. Yeah, well, we have some news from our friends at buysportscards.com. We yeah, we do. Big uh, congratulations to them. Uh we talked about a couple of weeks ago where they had just reached 1 million cards in their marketplace. Well, how about we double that now? They're up to 2 million cards listed now in their marketplace. So Cool to see that. Great to see them growing. And uh, it's always good to see a challenger out there to sites like, you know, Sport Lots and COMC and all that. And buy sports cards, definitely an up and coming one. Yeah. Congratulations to Connor and his team. That, that's that's very cool. Some TTM news to report. Unfortunately, this is kind of sad news. Jeff Torborg, who uh, he caught for the Los Angeles Dodgers back in the day, and he was manager for the Cleveland Indians and a couple other teams. Right, Drew? Was he with Texas? Um, he might have been with Texas, I think the Mets and the White Sox as well, it seems to me, but yeah. Yeah, but he was a really good TTM. Or, uh, uh, he, unfortunately, he's suffering some health problems, so he's no longer signing. So please, if you, you don't send anything to Jeff, I know I got Jeff from my 1978 set a, a while ago. I'm sure, Drew, you've gotten him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's really, he's really had some health issues, and it doesn't appear that he's going to be able to, to sign uh, anytime. Yeah, I never got him TTM. I picked him up in a trade for my 72 set, but he was battling, I know, like some severe arthritis for a while, too, that was really kind of affecting how well he was able to sign. And now it seems like some other stuff going on as well. So we wish him the best. And yeah, if you didn't get him, well, unfortunately, that's that's the way it goes sometimes. But um, a little delay on a better note, at least this time, Orlando Cepeda, who has been an excellent signer here lately at about $10 and $20 an item. Uh, he's going to be uh, away from away from the house for the month of July. And uh, so his wife has put out a request to people saying, hey, let the community know uh, not to send us anything in July, maybe even a little bit into August, just because we'll probably have a lot to catch up on there. They're going away on a vacation. So if you're planning on sending to Orlando Cepeda, probably good to hold off on that for about a month or six weeks or so, just to make sure that uh, he's got time to catch up on it and get to yours. Yeah, I believe he was going up to the Hall of Fame for Hall of Fame weekend, and I oh, think he, right. was, he, he was kind of traveling east and doing something. I don't think he's at the National. but um, No, not that I've seen. But, but I, you know, he was going to be away for about a month, so his wife said just please, um, you know, uh, respect their their, uh, 
their time away and, and you know he'll get he'll get to them but I, I don't think he wants to be flooded with autograph requests the first day he gets back well drew this is one kind of shocked me because you know when you when you get a car an autograph card in a pack right you you know you buy a, a blaster box or whatever you kind of assume that they're real right do you like yeah. okay uh, i'm getting a, a card and it's from tops or panini or whoever and you're assuming it's real. Well, there's some there's been some problems and it's been kind of all over social media the last couple of days. Uh, in the 2002 Tops Definitive Baseball, there was a dual autograph card of Austin Meadows and Randy Orozarena. Now those are guys; they're good guys. I mean, Randy Orozarena won the national, the Rookie of the Year, and Austin Meadows is a pretty good player. But there was some problems in terms of uh, the the autographs weren't real. I don't know if both of them weren't real or. Uh, you know, you look at the card. I don't know if you saw the card, Drew, but it looks like the same person signed both cards. Yeah. It, it doesn't look good at all. Um, so tops, there's about 50 bad cards out, out there. Um, you know, be careful if you're going to buy them on a secondary market because they're probably not real. Tops has a, has a, um, a plan in terms of uh, recuperating or refunding you and reimbursing you for your, for your problem. And you can go to tops.com to find out uh, what happens if you did did put did pull one of these cards? But uh, on a on a, a wider s- scope, aren't these guys that they're supposed to be? They're certifying. They're supposed to be a representative from Tops or whoever that saw that these cards got signed, right? It says on there that yeah, it's uh, been certified or whatever, witnessed by somebody from Tops. Ever since COVID, and even sometimes before that, a lot of the companies will just make sure that like their players' agent signs off and says yes, he really did sign these or something like that. And I guess, I mean, sometimes the agents will just trust the players or something and sign up. Oh, yeah, of course he signed that. Eh, There you go. And I mean, because it's happened before. This isn't the first time that we've seen that. It happened with uh, Panini with Tackerist McKinley a few years ago, a first round draft pick. All of his stuff was signed by a relative, just signed TAK, T-A-K-K, and that's it. Um, And then, of course, the Dak Prescott infamous auto pen ones from a few years ago as well. So unfortunately, yeah, I mean, there's. The problem is there's no way to really guarantee that somebody from the card company can go and sit down and see them sign every single one of these. Cause if that were the case, then great. We wouldn't have to have redemption cards on some of these guys. Cause I mean, they send them off usually to the players and have the agent sign off and say, yes, they did sign these and all that. But sometimes the players just are like, yeah, I'll get to that eventually. And then, well, we end up waiting multiple years in some case, like the Julio Jones uh, finally getting to his 2011 cards or something like that about three years ago only. So yeah, CC Lamb, right? CC Lamb got to get basically sued to sign his cards. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. CD Lamb. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's just unfortunately it happens. There's just the logistics of it are so tough to do, but there's got to be a better system out there, I would think. Yeah, I agree. I mean, these guys, uh, you know, they're cashing the checks, right? They're not, they're not doing, they're not doing this for free. They're cashing the check, so you know you would you would ha- you would hope that if they're cashing the check, they're going to sign it. And there's no one holding a gun to their head if they don't want to if they if they don't want to sign, don't sign. It's not yeah. there's no there's no there's nothing that says they have to do it. So if right. you're gonna if if you're gonna cash the check, give the give the collectors what we want. You know, I mean, we don't that that I've always thought that if you got a card that was autographed in the in a pack well that's the real autograph and you know i i I understand that when i send a ttm request out i can't 100 guarantee that all every ttm i get back is that guy's signature i'm sure there's a few wives in there i'm sure there's a few brothers i'm sure there's there's a few out there that just 
that aren't the guy, but um, I don't know, but you do. I don't get my stuff authenticated and, you know, it's real to me, so to speak. And if I ever do want to sell sell my stuff, I would I would always say, hey, I got this through the mail and, and you know, I think it's real, but I can't right. say it's real. That's why on all my inventory stuff, I list on there, okay, I acquired this, you know, by mail, or I got it through a trade or a purchase, or if I got it in person. So that way, at least all I know is what I know, basically. And so if I got it in person, I know it's good. If I got it through a trade or a purchase or a TTM, it might not be. But I mean, if you do your homework and compare it to, you know, certified versions, you can at least weed out some really bad ones once in yeah, a while. Yeah, no, I know. I, mean. I agree. Do you, you know what? Um, I think I, I was talking with Kevin Keating about this, and we'll talk and you'll you'll hear it next week. But um, I honestly, I think I remember almost every card that or autograph that I've gotten where I got it from. Like if I open open a book, or one of my books, or I have a pile of cards, and I, I can say, "Oh, that was CTM. Oh, I got that in a trade. Oh, I got the, I, I bought that at a show." Uh, is that is that the same for you as well? For the most part, yes. There's a few here and there. Like if there's a guy that I got both TTM and in person, I might not be able to remember which one I got which time. Or if I got a guy multiple times in person, I might not be able to remember, oh, this is from, you know, September 2005. And this one's from, you know, January of 2010. I probably won't be able to do that. But for the most part, yeah, I at least can tell you basically where I've gotten a guy at least once or if it was TTM, like approximately a year range on it or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember to take the trash out, but I can remember that. No problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's kind of cool. Um, thank you. You know that that's it's a really interesting story, and I think I think we're going to hear more about that. I think we'll I think that'll be kind of buzz at the national, don't you? Yeah, I think so. I mean, really bad timing for tops to have this happen. So yeah. Yep, and uh, and that was for tops and fanatics as well. So hey, speaking of the national, just want to remind everyone we have our listener meetup, which is going to be. Thursday, July 28th. It's Thursday, July 28th. Market calendar. It's from 6.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. at the Boardwalk Burger Bar at the Tropicana Hotel. I believe it's on the second floor, and Drew and I are going to scope out the, 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 the bar before, and uh, we, got, we, got, we got some people maybe holding some places for us. Wink, wink. <laughs> and uh, we're gonna have, uh, it's going to be a fun time. I'm going to be there. Drew's going to be there, and we have a special guest. Dun, dun, dun. Les Wolf is going to be there. Oh, good. So give a chance to meet Les. We have some special uh, giveaways planned. We have uh, some T-shirts that we're going to raffle off. Uh, so maybe we'll have some show trivia. Uh, I don't know. It's just a, an hour to meet friends, meet Drew, myself, and Les, talk autographs, talk collecting. Um, maybe we'll record some questions for the show, right? We can do yeah. that. And uh, just a chance to meet us. So mark your calendar. It's at the National Thursday, July 28th, and Atlantic City at the Boardwalk Burger Bar at the Tropicana Hotel from 6.30 to 7.30. Keep in mind, we are not buying everyone beers. We are not buying everyone food. This is just a chance to meet, meet with us. You know, if we have a plate of nachos, we'll certainly share with you. But <laughs> just come, you know, talk, let's let's talk autographs and collecting. So that we, we are very excited about the national and our listener meetup. Drew, you say we also had we had one autograph request there from somebody by email too. So we'll have uh, stuff to sign there too. That, that's right. God, thank you. We got our we got our first first autograph request, official autograph request. So we're gonna we, we, we Drew and I made up of something special that we're gonna send off. 
and uh, maybe we'll even get Les to sign it as well. So that's yeah. kind of cool. But yeah, we've got some big official news from the National as well. I hope you got your VIP passes out there, everybody, because if you didn't, well, you're not getting them now. All of the VIP, the super VIP, and the all-access versions of both those have been completely sold out. So really great to see that uh, those are very popular right there. I remember back, I think it was a 2014 show, I got uh, I had go, I bought the super VIP ahead of time, and so did a guy that I was talking to there, and he was able during the show to go and upgrade to the all-access super VIP. So, uh yeah, that's gone for this year. You're not going to be able to see that. All the VIP passes are officially spoken for. So really cool to see that. Also got some uh, news about some signers. We've got a bunch of those guys added to the list as well. I mean, we're only, what, less than a month away from this thing starting. Let me about Yeah, I think we're, away. we're probably like 18 days, I think, something like that. Yeah, so like uh, two, three weeks away, and they're still adding names to the signers list. 1986 World Series hero Mookie Wilson has been added to the list. Lou Pinello, former uh, Yankee, former manager of the Yankees, the Reds, the Mariners. He's going to be there as well. The Rays as well, manage them. And of course, Gary Sheffield, 500 home run club. He will be on the list as well. Adding some uh, non-sports names to it as well. Scott Schwartz from A Christmas Story. Cool to see him there as uh, he usually has done the Cleveland Nationals because the film was uh, shot there in Cleveland, but he's going to be out in Atlantic City for this one. Also got Burton Gilliam from Blazing Saddles is going to be signing as well. Couple yeah, members he of the plays, cast. He played the one of the deputies. He was one. Of, he yep. he he's he's a very funny actor. Yeah, got a couple of members of the cast of Annie. Tony and Gasandi and uh, Eileen Quinn will both be signing out there. Two uh, members of the cast of The Blind Side will be there as well. Quentin Aaron and Jade Head. So check those out if you got any interest in them. You can get all the tickets uh, for those autographs on TriStar's website or through the Nationals website at nsccshow.com. Very cool. And Drew, we got Drew's Excellent Adventure. Uh, we talked about it at the beginning, but why don't you remind people where they can watch your videos? That's, uh, yeah, youtube.com slash dfwgrapher. I've got my preview video posted there. Just kind of gives an outline of where all uh, Aaron and I are going on this trip, the who, what, where, when, why, how, and huh of everything. So, uh, yeah, go and check that out. Subscribe if you haven't yet. I do have a separate playlist just for those videos, too. So I may be able to Maybe we'll get the playlist uh, linked itself onto the uh, TTM cast site there and might be the easiest way to go about it if I can figure out uh, anything with that. Yeah, we have, we'll have, we have a button on our website at ttmcast.com. It's called Drew's Excellent Adventure. You can follow Drew's exploits. Drew, is there any one guy that you really want to get the autograph for, you know, minor league or is there somebody that you like, oh, I really, if I get this guy, it's going to be a successful uh, trip. Um, really anybody that can add to my uh, 2021 heritage set. So it's the regular heritage set, the high numbers and the minors. I've got, uh, I mean, if I break out the binders here next to me here, you can see I've already marked the edge here of the pages with exactly how many, what page a player is on, like what game it is mostly. So it's like, okay, I'm at game number five. I can just flip to anyone that's got a little five tag on it, pull those cards off and put them on. So Anybody for those ones. And another big one that I'd like is uh, when we're in Baltimore, the one major league game we're going to on this trip is uh, Pittsburgh at Baltimore and Boog Powell has Boog's barbecue out there. Yep. And um, I know before COVID he was at pretty much every single game. Uh, he had to cut things off a little bit there last year. He was uh, lived down in Florida during the off season, stayed down there just so he's not traveling around. Cause I mean, he's a cancer survivor. So getting COVID after something like that could be, you know, a major, major blow to a guy like that. So uh, he didn't travel up to Baltimore at all, but he was there last year when they had a uh, special night for him. I don't know if they retired his number at all, but 
they had some kind of a big salute to him. And I've heard he's been back at games this year. So I'm hoping I'm able to see him out there because I've got his rookie card that was in my dad's collection when he was a kid. And I'd like to get that one signed by Powell. So that's the big one that I'm really keying in on through all this. But anybody that helps the heritage sets, I will gladly take those. How about um, a lot of former major league uh, major leaguers that are coaches on a lot of these teams? Do you uh, bring those cards as well? I do. Uh, it seems it's really dropped off the last few years. A lot of teams are going more toward these uh, analytics experts and all that as coaches rather than uh, former players. But there are still a few of those guys around. Uh, Pat Listash, who's actually going to be signing at the National, is a coach with Jersey Shore. So I've got some extra cards for him. Uh, Skeeter Barnes, who played for the Tigers back in the early 90s. He's with Bowling Green, so I've got some stuff for him. Dan Meyer, pitcher from the A's and couple other teams in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. He is a pitching coach somewhere. And uh, Devon White is the other big one I like to get because I've got a Diamond Kings card that I need him on and a uh, Tops fan favorite set card that I need him on. But he is one of the coaches in some capacity with a, Tor- with a Toronto's AAA team in uh, Buffalo. So, yeah, I've tried to – anybody, basically anybody that has cards, I will find those if they're from a major release like a Bowman or a Tops set or something – I don't typically dig too deeply into team sets or anything like that, but I try to pick those up every once in a while at least. So, uh, but yeah, anybody who's got a card, I will try to get them on it. Very cool. Guys, follow Drew's excellent adventure. He's going to about 20 games, minor league games. He's going to the Hall of Fame. He's going to be at the National, and it's a great trip. And we're going to hear from Drew on the road. We're going to find out the most important things, the best food, who has the best hot dogs, all the best stuff. We're going to find out all the guys that he gets autographed. Drew is shooting for, I think, 500 is his number. He's looking to get about 500 autographs, and we'll, we'll be with him through the whole trip. We're going to, he's going to stop into Manchester, and Drew and I are going to watch a game in New Hampshire together. He's going to go see the, the Woo Sox and Worcester, and he's, go, he's going to be all over the country. So follow Drew's trip. It's Drew's Excellent Adventure. He is on YouTube at DFW Graffer, and you can follow it on TCAMcast website. Drew, you're going to be so so tired at the end of this trip? Oh, I am. I mean, I was dead after my uh, previous couple of most recent nationals there. But spoiler alert, since you're talking about food, just wait for Akron. That's all I'm going to say, because we did that one in 2018, and they have the uh, extreme food menu there. And uh, I'm just I cannot wait to try out another item off of that list. They they change it up a couple every year. There's a few that have carried over each year. But yeah, looking forward to that one most right now. And I'm sure there'll be plenty of other surprises along the way, too. All right, well, I know you're going to Worcester the day bef- the day that we're going to see Manchester, and I'm going to tell yep. you, don't eat a lot in Worcester. The, I'm the food, playing on keeping the, it minimal. The food's good, but we have all you can eat at, at, in Manchester. So yeah, I want I want I want you to put my son to shame, and that's a that's that's taken a lot. There's yeah. all sorts of cool stuff. So we uh, we we laid the groundwork work for you. We're 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 set for Manchester. So all right. <laughs> But I'm I want to. Try, I was gonna say I've I've considered trying the nine hot dogs nine innings before, but I've the close I've got, I TKO'd after five there the other day in uh, Cleburne, so I think I think that might, that goal might be out of reach for me now. No, no, it was good. It's a good time, and we that's that's my number. One. I want to know food who best the best fries. I want to know the best dog. I want to know the the best local food. We need we need all that stuff. So keep 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 in touch. Listen to. Uh, TTM cast. We will have TTM cast. And I think what we're going to do is maybe every day uh, while we, we talk to Drew, we'll uh, we'll post it right away for like a, a little 15 minute TTM cast bonus 
on on the road with Drew and, and uh, let people know what we're doing. And Drew's going Drew's going to post it on uh, social media as well. Well, guys, uh, I you know I I spoke to Les Wolf. Les Wolf obviously is a uh, part of the show now. He he contributes just about every week. And uh, Les has been to over thirty nationals. And I we talked I talked to Les about how to survive national and succeed. He he gives a lot of great tips. So please enjoy my uh, conversation with hobby legend Les Wolf. And now it's time for more from Les with hobby legend Les Wolf. The legend is in the building, guys. The legend is in the building. <laughs> Birthday boy Jeff is in the building. We're talking, of course, about Les Wolf from Les Wolf Sports LLC. Uh, Les has been collecting autographs for over 60 years, longer than I've been alive. Today is actually my birthday, and uh, we're going to talk a little uh, how to survive and succeed at the National from a guy that's probably been to more Nationals than just about any anyone, I think. He's been to a few Nationals. How many Nationals have you been to, Les? Probably about 30. <laughs> yeah, I've been to, I think, five or six. I went. My first one was in... 87 in uh oakland and i and i did a, a anaheim in like 91 maybe those were the yeah, i did the anaheim one that was a that was a mistake <laughs> <laughs> a very expensive show to do i actually got i got a uh 1976 tops uncut sheet at that show for 20 dollars. i remember it like it was yesterday you still have it yeah that's good yeah it's, it's in mint condition. I, I I bought it. It was in a uh, one of those really big sheets, and I ne- I've never taken it out of the sheet. <laughs> so well, that's good. I, yeah, I should have gotten a friend. But we're going to talk to Les about the national, and I'm gonna I'm gonna serve Les up some so, some softballs, and he's gonna hit him out of the park. My my first question to you, Les, is I'm gonna term this love at first sight. When you're at the national, it's day one, and you, all of a sudden you're seeing five cards that you want. Uh, for one reason or other and all uh, should you should you really pull the trigger and buy the cards right away or do, do you, what do you think there's actually two schools of thought on that the uh first you have to consider your budget that's the first thing you got to consider right uh but my usual school of thought on something like that if you go to someone's table at the national and you see something you like a couple of things I usually say don't wait, just go for it. Because I can almost guarantee you, if you like it and you come back to it an hour or two hours later and it's gone, you can be very upset with yourself. So that that's my thinking. Uh, unless it's some high ticket item, like I bought for a client a Bruce Lee autographed check at last year's National. And I knew that no one was going to be going after that check. Because it was a high dollar, it was a high five figure check. As a rare check was PSA encapsulated. And I was able to buy it for my client at a reasonable price, and he was very happy. But if I would have waited, I'm sure that that check would have been gone. Yep. Do you recommend going in with uh, a want list? Like, you know, when you go food shopping and you go in with your your, your list of food, food, and you know, you go, okay, okay, I'm going to spend $75 today, and here's my list, and I'm not de- deviating. Or do you like just go going in and have so, sensory overload and, and, and just – if you're Wing using it. a supermarket analogy, whenever you go into a supermarket for some reason, you can go in there with a list and you always get stuff that aren't on the list. So right. it's a catch-22. Um, what, what I always find, 
at, at any show though, if you go to someone's booth and you see something that you want and you see other things that you think could fill in other parts of your collection or something that you always want, I, I'm, I come from a strong belief that you got to go for it. You can't wait. And as I'm getting older and older, I, I just, uh, I use one real analogy. Uh, there was a deal I had a Thurman Munson signed book. He added in an SED ad I called up, it was available. Instead of just saying, I'll take it, I waited and I called back uh, the next day and it was gone. I've never seen another one. So don't, uh, and if there's a signed ball of someone that's got the special Hall of Fame inscription or a ball that you, you'd like, you know, don't, hot, you know, if it's a matter of five or $10, pay the five or $10 more and just go for it. Because when you think about it, if you spend the, if you spend a lot of time looking for that same ball, spending hours going through the whole show, looking for that same ball, and you save maybe $10, is it really worth it to you all that time? A lot of people don't realize that. And I've, I believe in just go for it. If I see something I want at the national and I like the item, I just go for it. And that's why, unfortunately, a lot of nationals, I've bought more than I've, than I've sold at the nationals. But, you know, sometimes you have to do that. But it, you always got to go for it. Uh, like, like with the supermarket analogy, you know, if you go in there and you realize you need to buy a, a cooked chicken and you say to yourself, okay, should I get some corn with it and some whatever, make a salad with it? You got to go for it. Just do it. Don't. He who hesitates is lost, especially in collectibles. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I you, you kind of learn the hard way, right? You you like, oh, I can I can get that for five dollars or ten dollars cheaper, and you, you you go looking for it, and then you're like, oh, I should I'll just go buy it, and you go back and it's gone. Yeah, and, or you a lot of I find a lot of people come to my booth and say, oh, I can get it cheaper on eBay. So I say, if you think you can, go for it, you know, because a lot of times you can't really, and you got to hope that the person will send it to you. Now, when you, you're 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 walking the show, and we're talking, it's miles and miles. These are big shows, so if you haven't been to a big show, the, it, there's a lot of walking involved. But are there any must-haves that you should that, that we you should you can recommend to people other than, of course, money? But is there anything <laughs> anything that you you know you should have uh, on your person to make it a more enjoyable show? A bottle of water probably would be one of the keys. I would say. Um... And I, I've got a weird strategy. I don't, I don't know. If, and I don't know too many other dealers that have the same strategy that I usually have. Is I usually like my booth closest to the men's room because as, <laughs> as I'm getting older, I find I have to go to the bathroom a lot. And I figure, you know, a lot of times, a lot of people are gonna have to have that same problem or want to get to the bathroom. So it's always I always position myself near a bathroom. Do you um do you have any online uh, tools that you use when, when you're checking either prices or comps or um you know things that you can recommend for people when they're at they're at a show? Well, yeah, well you can go to eBay and, and filter you know sold items on there, but a lot of times I find that the comps sometimes on eBay aren't that accurate, um because it could be about a guy that all of a sudden stopped signing or or it doesn't like to sign anymore and it has a price, let's say $100 and now it's worth $200. So like I said before, you, you got to go for it. I mean, if you, if you're spending the money and the time to get to the national, you, you have to go there with the attitude. I see something I want. I'm buying it. Don't, don't hesitate. Is there a, uh, a better, a best day to buy? Is it better to, to buy on a Friday or buy on a Sunday? You're going to, you know, you're going to get better deals 
if you wait and you know with that three o'clock on sunday as opposed to buying at you know uh, six o'clock wednesday night there are some there is some school of thought about waiting till sunday but like i said before you could wait till sunday if that item's gone and you were looking to save a few dollars are you really saving money when you're not because you don't have that item so I, I, like i said before uh, I don't usually wait till Sunday. If there's something I really want that I need for a client or for, or for my own collection, I just go for it. As as a as a seller, as a, a vendor at the show, do you uh, fluctuate your prices based on the day? Do you say, oh Sunday uh, Sunday I want I, I don't want to take this home. I'm gonna uh, drop my drop the price and see if I can unload it. Is that some, one of your strategies? It depends on the item. Um, most of the time I try to set my prices as, as reasonably as possible to entice the people to buy it there. And I give a little discount if, you know, when they come over to, to buy it, unless it's an item I have like, that's really dirt cheap. You know, I, I won't go down on that price because a lot of times, believe it or not, a lot of times dealers like myself and other dealers, we price things that were, were just about coming even or making a dollar, a few dollars on the item. We're mm -hmm. just looking to turn it over. So, you know, sometimes some people handle you so much that um, that it's just not worth it. I mean, I had a woman, husband and a wife come over to my booth. I think it was in Virginia or it was Boston. Came over, spent about three hours looking at my baseballs. I had about 500 signed baseballs. And she's looking and she, she finally asked me a question. She said, is this your best price? I said, on the baseball? I said, yes, that is the best price. And how many baseball I had, I think like $50. And I, with the authentication, I think, I think I was making like $5. It was a JSA letter with it also. Okay. Comes back the next day, spends another hour looking at the stuff. Doesn't say anything. The third day she comes back, looks again. And, and like I said to myself, I'm just not even going to bother. And she was just a looker. Yeah. You know, it's just, I don't know what she was doing, gathering prices, whatever. But I just, I just said to myself, it's just not, I, I don't understand why spe people spend that much time looking and don't ask questions or don't buy anything if i'm spending an hour at your booth jeff and i see something i like jeff put it on the side we'll make a deal with it later or whatever i mean that's the way i i like to work but unfortunately there's some people that don't work that way now uh we're talking with les wolf from les uh, wolf sports llc les of course is a hobby legend and he joins us just about every week to talk about autographs and what's going on today we're talking about how to survive and succeed at the national, which is coming up in less than uh, 20 days here in, in, uh, in Atlantic City. We're very excited. Les is going to have a booth there. If you're going to the national, stop by Les's booth. Les, do you know your booth number? 1800. 1800. And uh, Les, what do you have planned for your for your booth? Any uh, special surprises or any, anything uh, cool that you're going to have in your booth? Uh, I was just looking at my, I just did my SCD ad, two-page ad. I've got probably one of the biggest variety of stuff I think I've ever had at a national from a Neil Armstrong 8x10 to a Babe Ruth 8x10, Pete Maravich 8x10. I've got like all the sports and a lot of stuff really covered nicely in there with a lot of celebrity stuff, which is unusual for me from a signed album by a Cheap Trick, um, signed album by 69 Mets, 73 Mets. I've got some crazy stuff I've never had this much stuff at a national 
talk, have you talked to other um, vendors, other, other dealers like yourself? Are they expecting uh, a brisk business at the national or are they concerned about um, how the economy's headed? Is there, you know, is it up, still optimistic? Well, we're all thinking it's going to be optimistic because remember, there hasn't really been a really big show on the East Coast since pre-pandemic. You know, we've had the East Coast National that uh, Jimmy Ryan runs, uh, which is good, but he doesn't draw the amount of people the National is going to draw. The National is probably going to draw 50 to 100,000 people. I know. It's you're going to have about, you're going to have, a, a, Jeff Rosenberg, Tristar, you're going to have over 100 um, celebrity athletes and celebrities there. I mean, it's going to be crazy. I mean, it's, it's the real deal. I mean, if you're, if you're a collector and you've never been to the National, make sure you go. <clears throat> but my best advice for you is pace yourself. Try to walk as much as you can, slow down, take a rest, but try to get there early, get there on the opening day, whether you get there on a, on a, on a Wednesday or a Thursday, I think the opening day for most people that would know or the early buying, I think is on Wednesday. You get there Thursday, get there early and walk around the show. Are there any tips you can give for, uh, you know, the line, the autograph lines are just incredibly long and it's, it's bedlam and in some instances other than you know the vip thing is there any tips you can give people to uh you know getting autographs and not have to kill five hours to get uh, the autograph that they want <laughs> it's a crazy thing that that i would you know I would, that some people might want to do is bring a friend or a spouse and have them wait on the line while you're walking and have them call you when when you're getting close yeah no that's good that's a good good tip because who wants to kill a half a day waiting for you know two autographs yeah it, it is insane some of the lines that you have to wait on um plus a, a, a surprise that i'm gonna have at the national so far i'm scheduled for sunday but i'm going to be doing my lecture on how to collect invest protect and preserve so make it a point to uh try to stop by the uh the stage i'll be set up there doing my lecture and if you bring any memorabilia there if I have time, I'm happy to give a free appraisal of what I think it might be worth. So that's what, it. That, what time are you doing your lecture? I don't know exactly. They haven't told me a time yet. You'll have to check the schedule. All right, guys. Yeah, Les will give me the time, and we'll put it up on our on the website, the TTMcast website. We have a, a button for the national, and uh, you know, make sure you stop by and see Les. And, and uh, I really want to try to do it on Saturday because I hope hopefully a lot more people will be able to stop by to see me then. But uh, another, another really good tip for the national, what I would do or what I have done in the past, but I don't do it anymore because I, I like to walk around the whole show is let's say you want to, you, you're collecting basketball autographs and you know, I have some, so find my booth number. Uh, Jeff Baker is set up at booth number a thousand, find his number a thousand, 1800, find the deals that you think might have the stuff that you're looking for write down the numbers, hit the furthest away from the entrance booth first and head your ways towards the front of the uh, show and go to those booths and do it that way. That's one one little trick that I've done in the past. Yeah, I was going to ask you because everyone, when you go into a, a show, everyone kind of just gravitates towards the right, right? And then they just kind of flow that way. Um, and also, I think another, I, also another thing, you find that a lot of people in a race to get over to the, uh, the card you know, the tops booth or the yep. uh, upper deck for their giveaways. I mean, the giveaways is going to be there no matter when. So, you, you know, I don't, I necessarily don't tell people you don't need to rush over there. 
because you, you have your, your ticket, you know, whenever you get over there, you'll get it, whatever the gift is. Right. And I'm sure PSA and some of the other grading companies, they're going to, they'll have long lines and people are going to kind of sprint over to there. PSA, it's, <laughs> the lines are absolutely insane. So um, in terms of autograph collecting, this is kind of outside of the national uh, is there any opportunity to get some of these guys, you know, at their hotel coming into the national or that's just not, it's just not realistic. I'm sure there is. I don't, I don't have time to do that. No, no, I understand that. Have I'm you ever done it for at a national? Have I? No, I've never done it at a national. Do you think these guys are just because they're, they're in that mode that they're, they're, they're there for a work day that they're not really going to sign for free? Some guys will sign, some of the nicer guys, some guys won't. It all depends on who their agent is and who the who the play, the athlete is. You know, certain guys will always sign, certain nice guys. Like a Brooks well, Robinson. Well, Brooks Robinson, you almost never hear him say no. Right. And guys like him, class acts. I mean, it's up to you. I mean, if you're coming to the national, you're coming to get try to purchase autographs. If you want to get stuff signed, most of the time you you're just better off you know, paying to get it done instead of, uh, you know, waiting at a hotel and hoping, uh, hoping somebody comes down that you want. And the next thing you know, you spend four or five hours there and you haven't got anybody. You know, I always say a bird in the hands worth two in the bush. You just got to go for it. We're speaking with Les Wolf from uh, Les Wolf Sports LLC. Les, of course, is a uh, hobby legend. Legend in the building. Les Legends in Les is in the build, building. He is a, a legend in our hobby. He's been collecting autographs for 60 years. He will be at the National. Uh, he is all we're talking about how to survive and succeed at the National, which is coming up in Atlantic City in a couple of weeks. Um, Les, can you share one kind of fun story from a previous National that that brings a smile to your face, either uh, dealing, you know, dealing with a collector or dealing maybe with a with a, uh, an, a former athlete or or uh, some fine that you you made during at the national because it's there's so much that that happens at these shows and you've been to so many of them at a national or just in general dealing no with... at the national at, just at the national at one of the nationals mm. just trying to think um i mean it's always fun to have a celebrity or an athlete come by your booth and talk to you about stuff that you have and about the, you know, their, their recollections. Um, hmm, that's a good question. I, I would probably say that uh, some of the collections that have been brought to me at the, at the national, um, I've got some interesting stuff there. You know, people have walked up to my booth with some really great stuff. And then also people have also walked up to my booth with stuff that um, the prices are absolutely insane. I mean, I say, okay, you know, there's no money for me to be made on that item. And quite honestly, uh, I think you, you're going to have a tough time selling it. So more often than not, it's mainly, it's not so much the, the buy and the sell. It's the camaraderie to hear the stories from these, these people. You know, how, how did you get that? How'd you get that ball signed? When did you get it signed? And, and you watch the joy in their face and their, their body language, their expression of how they got it or why they want it, you know, want something. Sometimes I find, I sometimes I did, at a couple of nationals, I might give away something to some kid. And it's just, it just nice to see the, the father's son come by and the kid is so happy to be there and you just give them something to just make them happy. 
Do you have something that you're looking for in your want list for at the show for you personally? Well, I'm always looking. I've posted it on a Facebook market, on Facebook uh, groups. Uh, I'm always listening for, looking for a sunny list and autographed eight by 10 photo in boxing pose. Because I have one, I just want to upgrade to a better one. Now he had, it was, he had, was he illiterate or he had problems? He was illiterate. His wife signed most of his stuff. Yeah, that's what I thought. And there is some stuff out there, but there's not that much out there. Most, mostly papers and stuff that he'd sign, but not too many eight by 10 photos. Do you, do you participate in the trade night? I know this is going to be the first time that they're having a, a trade night at the nationals. It's something new. I never have. Uh, I, I don't know if I'll have time to. Because to tell you the truth, I find the national to be one of the, the longest, most grueling shows you could possibly do. Because most people don't realize this. It, it takes a, a good week to get everything ready. You got to pack it and organize it and load it. Like I'll be driving to the national and bringing everything in and then setting it up. So it's going to take three, four hours at least to set up my booth another three, four hours to break it down and another three, four hours to get back to my office. So it, it's a grueling show and you spend eight to 10 hours on your feet at the national. So from, you know, for the, for the collectors that are out there, I mean, it's a grueling show to walk it, but it's even more grueling to actually work the show. It's fun. Don't get me wrong. I love meeting all the collectors and the dealers and the athletes and the fans and all of them, but it, it is a grueling show. Well, Liz, thank you very much for uh, sharing your expertise. We're talking to Les Wolf from Les Wolf Sports LLC. If you have a question for Les, you can send it to Les and myself. You can send it to Les at, uh, what's your email address? I, it's, I know it's AOL. I should know it by, I should know it by heart now, but I don't, Les. It's, it's L. Wolf, 1823. That's Wolf, W-O-L-F-F, 1823 at AOL.com. And don't forget, everybody, Send in all your extra signed cards that you've gotten through the mail to Jeff for his birthday. <laughs> be a nice present for him. Uh, and then we could talk about all the, the, all the cards that he got in. And if you, if you have any questions, you know, call me or email me or text me over at the show. I'm happy to help you. Look forward to meeting everybody. And don't forget, Jeff and I are going to have that little thing at, uh, was it the Tropicana Hotel? Yeah, it's at the, the, um, the burger bron, the broad, burger bar, the boardwalk yeah. burger bron at the Tropicana Hotel on Thursday night from six thirty to seven thirty. We will be there doing a kind of a meet and greet, and uh, Les will be there. I'll be there. Drew will be there. We'll have some uh, some giveaways. We've got some t with some t shirts to give away. Some other giveaway stuff. We'll have some trivia contests about the show, uh, and it'll just be fun to to talk talk cards and. Uh, we're not buying everyone beers, by the way. This is. <laughs> and don't forget, everybody, you got to get one of the T-shirts because it's going to have a nice image of Jeff on it. <laughs> no, you I'm guys. wearing one right now, Les. I don't know if you can see it. I, I, I have one for you. Got yeah, cards. I, I need the picture of you on there because he's one of you. <laughs> no, we want to we want to attract people to the show, not scare them away. <laughs> no, that'll attract people. <laughs> well Les, thank you very much thank i really you. i love talking to you i love i love uh tapping your brain look forward to spending some time with you in person uh Likewise. we will we we will uh drew and i will hopefully be in les's booth one one of the days uh asking some questions maybe doing some interviews um and, and bothering Les until he says get the hell out of, out of here no, it's not a bother it's always a pleasure <laughs> 
So we a couple of weeks, guys. The national is coming up, but the TTM cast is where you can find all your national news. Again, if you have any questions, send it to Les at L Wolf W O L F F one eight two three at AOL.com, or you can send it to me at TTMcast.com. Go to Les's website because he has the best stuff. I, I go to his website and I just want to buy like 20 things. Les Wolf Sports LLC.com. He has Muhammad Ali stuff. He has all sorts of just cool stuff. Mickey Mantle baseballs and you name it. If 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 there's a legend that played sports in the last 50 years, Les has probably 20 things from him because he he has accumulated the, the coolest stuff during his time. So go to Les Wolf Sports LLC.com. Visit Les at the National. He is going to be at Booth. 1400? 1800. 1800, sorry, 1800. Just make sure to bring all your, all your cash and all your checks and everything. Start saving up now because I got a lot of great investment stuff. So uh, don't worry about your IRAs or your Kios or anything. Just bring your money and invest in the memorabilia. And you too can make a ton of money by the time you're 18. Yeah, you know what? The I don't 401k is, uh, I get sick every time I open it up. I'd rather buy I'd rather buy car cards and autographs and watch the value go up that way. Well, Les, thank you very much. And we will uh we will see you in a couple of weeks. I look forward to it. Sounds like a plan. All right. Hey, I I I talked to Kevin Keating the uh, last week and he says to say hello. Okay. <laughs> I mentioned it. He didn't that was uh, that was his oh tell Les I said hi. He's gonna be swamped. <laughs> Yeah, we we got along really well. He was him and I, I spoke to him probably for about an hour, and then I spoke to him for probably about an hour off because he 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 has a lot of stories to to talk to share. I can so, imagine nowadays with him working for for PSA. Yeah, but he was he was like, yeah, stop by the booth and make sure they pull me out. So <laughs> whatever I'm doing, just say tell him tell tell him tell me uh, tell them I'm here, you're here and I'll I'll come talk to you. So no, he's. He's got his hands full, him and Bill. Yep. All right, pal. Thank you very much. Right, enjoy your birthday dinner. Take care. Thank you. <laughs> bye bye. All right. I'll talk to you. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Sounds good. Bye. Thanks, bud. Bye. Well, that was a uh, that was some nice tips from Les. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, as I said, uh, we 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 try to tap Les's brain because he's been doing this for over sixty years, and there's probably nothing around autographs that Les hasn't done probably ten times. Right, Drew. Yeah, easily. I mean, this guy, just the collection that he's got of stuff there. I've looked through his booth of the National before, and my God, it's like, it's almost like a museum that he's got there just about. I know. I drool every time I see his stuff. So we're looking forward to seeing Les at the National. Les will be at our listener event. Drew and I will uh, maybe uh, be in his booth, uh, booth for an hour or two uh, talking to, uh, to guys and, and doing some interviews at Les's booth at the show. So again, Les, thanks. And I hopefully you guys appreciate uh, my time with Les today. Um, we have some show news to report, Andrew. Huh, we do. Yes. Yeah, some uh, almost like little national previews here with all these shows coming up right before it, but Dallas card show. Once again, this one's going to be July 14th through the 17th up in, I believe in Allen, Texas, as it usually is several great autograph guests there as well. Vince Papali is going to be there along with Rudy Rudiger plus Tony Tolbert and rocket Ishmael. So a nice little group right there. You can find all the info on their signing fees and everything else about the show on their website at DallasCardShow.com. Well, if you're in the Baltimore or Washington, D.C. area, there's a show on July 16th. It's called Sports Cards and Collectibles Show, and it's at the Babe Ruth Museum, which is a great locale. 
for a card show. It is going to be July 16th. It's a one-day-only show, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, the admission to the show act and initially includes an admission to the uh, museum. I haven't been to the museum. Have you been there, Drew? I haven't at all, but uh, I actually have not even been to Baltimore yet, so I hopefully might get a chance to check that out when I'm there. Cool. Well, check it out. It's $13 for adults, $7 for kids. You can go to BabeRuthMuseum.org to find out about it. Again, it is July 16th. I believe they have uh, Babe Ruth's first card on display there as well. They if do. I remember, right? This 1914 uh, Baltimore newspaper one or something. So, yeah. Uh, Garden State Trading Card Show. It's going to be in Hasbrook, New Jersey. That's going to be on July 16th. So very close to the National in the same state as the National. So uh, check that out if you're out in that area. Nestor Cortez, Yankees pitcher, is going to be there signing autographs. So I'm not sure on the costs of that at all, but... Very rare to see an active player out there signing at a, a show like that. So take advantage of that if you can. It's going to be running from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. on July 16th for that show. Yeah, and Cortez is having a good year. He was actually in the in the Cy Young running. He's, he's tailed off a little lately, but, boy, the Yankees are good. They've been kicking my Red Sox butt this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, check that one out. We have some new releases, a lot of new releases. Everyone's kind of getting ready for the national. All the, the, the manufacturers getting around ready for national and they're uh, launching a lot of new stuff we had the 2021 tops chrome platinum uh release that in addition remember this is 2021 tops chrome platinum this is uh these guys are in some of these guys are in their old uniforms it's kind of a cool design looks like the 52 tops cards well they, they, there's a uh, different hobby box uh iterations the uh a regular hobby box is 24 packs four cards per pack you get one auto and that's going for about 200 dollars the um, Hobby Box Lite, which is 16 packs, is going for $99. In a nine-pack Mega Box, which is going for $60. So you don't have to invest a ton of money. They are great-looking cards. There's only four cards per pack. Um, there are some There are some autos. The only one that you're guaranteed an auto is the Hobby Box for $200. But you might get auto, auto in the other ones. I've seen some breaks on it. They're uh, cool-looking cards. So check it out. 2021 tops chrome platinum and these were delayed uh, as a result of covid and supply chain so they finally they finally got released um last week uh panini prism basketball for the 2021 22 season oh, i'm reading the wrong one here wow i'll go back here we'll go to the correct one here 2022 drew you could have kept, kept on going i would have just flip-flops <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh man so Let's go back to this one. So this is when we'll keep it in chronological order here since this one came out on July 6th. So a few days ago there, 2022 tops definitive baseball. There we go. High end products, uh, 1900 to $2,000. That one's running. You get one pack of eight cards at that price. So uh, check that out. We've already seen that uh, hitting the news here a little bit lately there, but that's finally uh, out to all the collectors there. Yep, the uh, came out this weekend, the 2021-22 Panini Prism Basketball. 12 cards per pack, uh, uh, 12 packs in a hobby box. You get two autos, 22 prism, 10 inserts for 1350 bucks. That's 2021-22 Panini Prism Basketball that uh, just came out this weekend. Uh, coming up uh, early next week, we've got the Topps Pristine Baseball set for 2022 coming out. $390 that's going to run you for a box. You're getting six packs in there. And out of those, you're going to find yourself two autographs, one autograph relic. 10 refractors and five insert cards there as well. So once again, 390, the price tag on that one. 
the uh, this is kind of the lottery ticket one, right? Your one car, one card, 2022 top signature series. These are retired players uh, going for $85. When they first came out, I think the signature series were about $60, weren't they, Drew? Something like that, yeah. Have you ever do you buy any of these the, the signature series? The one you know, they've been out for a couple of years now. You get you can get a, a current player, they have a current player, a retired player uh version each year. Have you ever bought any of these? I never have, never uh not really the big gambling type on anything like that. I typically it's like if there's somebody I really want, I'll probably just look for them on the secondary market, try to you know make a trade or something if I can. So yeah, never have. I know I you know, I only, I've never bought one, but I think I might just so just for the fun of it. I don't know. We'll, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, it's, it is a lottery ticket thing, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Panini Chronicles football set for 2021 has hit the shelves as well, or is going to hit the shelves here soon. Six packs of eight cards in there, and you're going to get two autographs, two uh, one memorabilia card, four numbered parallels, 26 inserts across all of that, and two silver parallels. $500 a price tag on that one, but Chronicles always a fun product to check out there with all the different uh, kind of brands all put in mini sets all in there. Yeah, I really, I really, really like the the Chronicles. Just a couple other new, news notes: the uh, Tops Factory sets that were supposed to come out in uh, early July and then they got pushed back. Well, they are now being uh, they're coming out on the third of August. That's the 2022 Tops uh, set. Also. Uh, clearly authentic won't be out in time for the national that's been delayed until the 10th. So I'm not quite sure what the delay is. Um, is it, do you think it's supply in terms of getting the paper and stuff or uh, production? Is that the problem? I think that could be a lot of it. Printing and packaging can be very delayed. I know that's why all the uh, kind of Chrome and prism stuff has been under such a delay. I think that OptiChrome paper has been very tough to get a hold of lately. So it could be hitting all the kind of uh, cardstock stationary kind of stuff right now. Yep. Well, that uh, wraps up Baker's Dozen. We had a lot of news to report this week, and uh, we like to keep you abreast of everything that's going on. And yes, I did say abreast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I am 12-year-old sometime. Um, that wraps up Baker's Dozen. Next up is Making the Grade. Making the Grade is sponsored by Certified Sports Guarantee. Go to csgcards.com for sports card grading for the win. Well, Making the Grade is a summary of what's been going on in the grading community. And uh, some news out of PSA, huh, Drew? Yeah, uh, Star Company basketball cards. Uh, PSA for a long time has not graded those. They are going to start doing that now. So if you're sitting on that 1984 Star Michael Jordan card and you're waiting to get that graded by somebody, well, good news. PSA will do that for you now. So get on that. Check that out. Good to see that they're opening up to those. And guys, we had 1.23 million cards graded in June. Drew, what was the breakdown? Well, we had a PSA itself graded 887,000 cards across the month. Uh, they're at 5.1 million across the year. So, wow, they're, uh, they're keeping real busy out there. CSG, they're up 12% this uh, past month. SGC was up 5% as well. Beckett down 18%, but I mean, they've been kind of busy with a lot of other things. A new CEO moving into a new building. I think we can let that little drop slide for sure. Yeah, that's kind of, it's kind of cool. But I mean, yeah, 1.23 million cards uh, into the hobby, uh, graded cards into the hobby. So there are a lot of cards out there, guys. And it's great to see that the hobby is still very healthy, very, very healthy. Yeah. Well, that wraps up making the grade for the week. Next up is our TTM cast stamp of approval. 
I bet you're wondering who earned this week's TTM cast stamp of approval. Did you like that? I used my radio voice for that one. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> need to get like a little like echo and reverb behind echo, it. There as echo, well. <laughs> echo. <laughs> Drew, why don't you give you, know, you've been really busy preparing for your, your, your trip. Why don't you give your stamp of approval? Yeah. And this is just, I mean, a big thumbs up to the fact that discount hotel booking sites are a thing that has helped me out so much in planning for this trip. Um, I mean, just thinking back to like when I was a kid and anytime we would go on vacation up to uh, visit family in Michigan, our only way was either we'd have to stay in the same hotel every year, every time and all that, or go and get like one of those AAA or mobile or whatever company travel guides out there. And I remember picking these up at uh, the library of my grandmother's hometown. They had them at the, uh, they would sell any like uh, old library books. They no longer needed. They'd sell it like a book sale down in the basement of the place and just because I was this weird kid who enjoyed like little geography stuff, I picked up all these like mobile travel guides for all these sections of the U.S. <laughs> but we would literally go through all of those and I would sit there and go like, oh, hey, let's say this one this year or something like that. And you'd have to, you know, go in and call these hotels and book exactly what you need and everything. And there's no easy way to compare rates because, I mean, OK, yeah, you might be able to get a triple A discount or something like that. Or uh, you have to sit there, you know, go through this book, go, oh, OK, well, there's this one, there's this one and go through all that. And now you've got, you know, hotels.com, you've got Expedia, you've got uh, booking.com, Kayak, and uh, uh, Hotwire, so many others. And that's how I've been booking all the hotels on this trip. And so many of them have been just great about saying, oh, yeah, you know, here's uh, the best rate we can get you for exactly what room you need. And you can cancel to a couple of days in advance. So it's like, all right, if I really want to, I can, you know, at least have this one ready and booked, ready to go. And then like three days before I can check Hotwire, see if I can get it for 20 bucks cheaper and say, oh, see ya, we'll go ahead and book through here instead. But it has just saved me so much time and energy and effort to be able to just book everything all together like that. And I was even able to actually change my one in Manchester for Manchester here recently because uh, originally I was booked to stay at one in Salem, New Hampshire, which is, you know, it's another like half hour back toward Boston there. It's like, yeah, that's, that's not, too, not too close. Yeah, it was cheaper and everything, which was great. And I was I didn't really change my drive time for the next day by much, but I was able to find one right in Manchester that was, I think it's like a mile from the stadium. So I don't have to pay for parking at the stadium. I can just walk to the ballpark, hopefully, as long as I as long as I have to risk getting mugged or anything like that, which Manchester, New Hampshire, I don't think I really would have yeah, to Yeah, you don't have to worry about it in Manchester. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's only a mile walk from the hotel over to the ballpark and then a mile back. So it's not like it's, you know, I won't have to pay for parking then. And it only costs 15 bucks more. It's like, yeah, I might as well just go ahead and do that. I mean, I'd probably pay, you know, 10, 15 bucks for parking anyway. So yeah, we'll go ahead and do that. So the advent of hotel cheap hotel booking sites is my uh, TTM cast stamp of approvals. We go a little bit esoteric on it there, but uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of these things for sure. Well, you know what, Drew in Manchester, you don't have to worry. We got free parking. Oh, crap. Well, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe I'll just drive the mile then anyways, just to save my feet. Cause I mean, having stood after standing around before the game and then after the game, trying to get stuff, I probably won't be in much of a mood to walk a mile. So yeah. Yeah. As part of as part of our package, we get free parking. Ah, gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So, but that's cool. Wait, do you, do you have one site that that you'd like to recommend for people to 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 start with? I did all of mine through Expedia. There's a guy that I do a lot of uh, graphing with, or I've done a little bit of graphing with him, helping him out with the uh, 2021 Heritage Miners set, and he highly recommended Expedia because if you sign up for an account on there and book it through their app, there's all sorts of discounts you can get off there. So. Expedia is my big one and Hotwire probably a very close second on it because, I mean, you're going to get all sorts of crazy discounts on stuff there if you uh, if you do it just right. 
Very cool. Thank you, Drew. Well, my TTM cast stamp approval of the week is this one surprised me, honestly. Um, absolute baseball. Uh, I've never been a fan of, of the Panini baseball just because I really like the logos, but I don't know. I was in I was in Walmart and they they had a, a few absolute baseballs on the shelf. So I grabbed one, uh, a blaster box, and I gave it a thumbs up. I was very surprised. I got I, I bought a blaster box, I got a a, a cool um, relic card in an autograph in on it to a Dylan Carlson, uh, with a bat. And it was a great, a great tool tools of the game. I think is the, the card and, uh, the cards are pretty good. I got a college strength card, which I was very happy about. And, um, you know, I, I do miss the logos, but, uh, you know, for, I think it was 20 or $22, something for the blaster box. And I, I, it was enjoyable. I, I nice. went, I actually went back and bought a couple more, uh, last, the other day and I saw, and I got some good, I got some good rookie, uh, relic cards you know with, with the uniforms as well so i give absolute baseball a surprising thumbs up and it might ttm cast stamp for approval i was a naysayer and i took a shot and i wasn't a a, a crudgy old guy and i looked at it and said, these aren't bad not not bad at all and they're actually nice cards to get uh, autographed i think don't you you drew yeah i mean there's uh that's the thing with a lot of the panini stuff there's there's a lot of good stuff you can get signed out of there. there's uh as long as you avoid like, you know, something like obsidian or noir or something like that, that's got, you know, super dark backgrounds on there. Yeah. There's a lot of good ones that are good for getting signed there. I always like getting even the current, uh, the more recent Diamond Kings ones have been good for that too. Yeah, I agree. Well, good job, Panini. Thumbs up, Absolute Baseball. That gets my TTM cast stamp approval for the week. Next up is the Burn Route Minute. <laughs> Go ahead. You can do it. I know you can do the intro to Vern Rat Minute. You did it so well a couple weeks ago. All right. Yeah. Vern Rat Minute is dedicated to Mr. Vern Rap, who uh, Jeff mailed to a couple years ago and uh, found out after he had mailed that, no, he has actually already passed on. So we uh, put this out as a service to anybody in the TTM community so that you don't accidentally do like uh, we have occasionally done and send to a guy who's no longer with us. So we just try to keep you updated as to who, uh, who's died from the past week in the world of sports, celebrity, music, politics, anything like that. I know, you know what, every once in a while you get a guy, I act, I sent out, um, this was a couple of years ago, Wade Wilson had, before he passed, mm-hmm. and he passed while my car was in transit or was with so his house, and his wife sent back a nice, you know, one of those um, laminated um, cards that they give out at, at Waits. She sent that out and said, thanks, you're sorry, Waits had passed and uh it's very embarrassing to send out a a, t- a request to somebody that's no longer with us so we lost uh joe john watson john was an offensive lineman at oklahoma he played for the 49ers and the saints from 1971 to 1980 john was four, 73 year old 73 years old he was a, a pretty good ttmer and uh you know we're sorry for your loss uh james Kahn, great actor uh known for being in the godfather brian's song a lot of other movies as well excuse me, died uh, this past week at the age of 82. That one's one that's definitely has uh, made the news pretty much everywhere when, uh, when he died. Have you seen the movie? He, uh, it's called the gambler. He plays- I have not. Oh, 
watch it. It's very good. It's from the 70s. James Conn plays a, a, a college professor. He's a, from a wealthy family and he's a gambler and he, it, he just loses. He loses and loses. And it's just a, a really great, great uh, uh, movie. And it's, it takes place in New York City. And, and you, you know, it's kind of cool to look back and, you know, in the 70s, you see all those cool 70s cars and you get a date taste in new york in the 70s and it, it, there's a lot of uh, a lot of sports in it obviously because he's a he's a gambler uh but check it out it's called the gambler james kind uh, another one he was uh, a great actor uh we lost my lost mike schuler mike schuler was a coach for the Portland trail trailblazers from 1986 to 1989 he also coached for the clippers from 90 1990 to 1992 he was a coach of the year one coach of the year with the tra- Portland trailblazers he was a pretty good ttr mike was 81 years old uh, we lost uh, Brian Marchment this week in the world of hockey. He was a defenseman for nine teams, played with the Winnipeg Jets, Chicago Blackhawks, the Hartford Whalers, Toronto Maple Leafs, 17 seasons across those, uh, across those nine teams. They're known as a big-hitting defenseman. Not exactly the cleanest player in the world, but he at least, I mean, he was, uh, he was willing to respond to it at least. So uh, not a good TTM at all. Very tough to get in person as well. But, uh, yeah, he died this week in Montreal. He was in town for the NHL draft died at the age of 53 it's kind of strange that when you hear a hockey player that wasn't a good signer because those guys are mm-hmm. so awesome as a group so it, anytime you, you you talk about a guy uh that what didn't sign or you know maybe he just didn't feel like you know that was he, he enjoyed it i don't i'm not quite sure but um, in his case it might have been uh playing for toronto might have rubbed off on him because a lot of Toronto is where good signers go to die. It seems like because I mean, they'll <laughs> go in there and they just some. There's so many. I think Toronto just gets hit hev- so heavily by the autograph hounds and everything. So those guys just get so tired of signing up there. So I think that hits a lot of them because, I mean, I never had any complaints. <clears throat> excuse me about teams as much as I did when I was doing uh, in-person graphing for hockey, as I did for Toronto and the New York Rangers. Those were the two worst signing teams and. That might have been it. I mean, for all I know, Marshman might have been a good signer with the Whalers and the Blackhawks or something like that. But by the time he got to Toronto there, my God, he was – I got him to pick up a pen once, and it was because he was – so there were only two of us out there at the time, and he's just like, all right, fine, and signs a card. So oh, That's cool. Well, we in the world of hockey, we lost Jean-Guy Gendron. He was 87 years old. He played for the Rangers, the Canadians, the Brewers, the Flyers, and the WHA. He played for Quebec. He scored 210 goals during his season, his uh, career and 242 assists. He was a very good TCMer, uh, and we lost him. He was 87 years old. Another hockey one this week, Jim Pappen died. Uh, he played from 1963 to 77. Nice long career there. 767 games with 573 points between Toronto, Chicago, the California Golden Seals and the Cleveland Barons. So a couple of uh, defunct teams in there. Excellent TTMer, though. I believe, I, if I remember right, I got him a few years ago. But uh, he died this week at the age of 82. Yeah, I got him last year. And you know what? Another Cleveland Black Baron. We, we lost another Cleveland Baron, Drew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not good. It's a well, very in the world team, of but, celebrity, uh, yeah. we lost uh, Don, Tony Sorico. Uh, Tony played Polly on The Sopranos. He was awesome in it. Uh, Tony was 79 years old. Moving on to football, we uh, had Jimmy Williams, uh, former cornerback for the 49ers, the Seahawks, and the Houston Texans. Played for those teams between 2001 and 2008. Uh, no idea on his uh, signing info if he was a TTM or not, uh, but he died this week at the age of 43. And we lost uh, 
comic comic legend. No, we'll call him TV legend, right? And uh, yeah. he was a, a voiceover guy, and he was a star of F Troop back in the sixties. And we're talking about Larry Storch. Larry was ninety nine years old, uh, and that kind of wraps up the Burn Rat Minute for the week. Sorry, we had a lot of a lot of deaths this week. We are sorry uh, for your loss. Our condolences go out to you. Uh, next up, when we we uh, we're going to talk uh, TTM returns. Was our mailbox full this week? Let's take a look at this week's TTM returns. Well, Drew, we're, we're kind of ramping up for for the national you and I, and yep. uh, you know, I, I just sent out uh, fifteen return uh, TTM requests uh, a couple of days ago for baseball, and uh, just to, I wanted to get some out there before the national one. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do one more batch this week, but I think I want to get two four. I got five returns. How'd you do? My week sucked. I had nothing come <laughs> in. I mean, like I said, I got all those unsigned cards in at least for the for the big trip and everything. So been sorting through about 3,000 cards, getting them all put into order and everything. So I'll gladly take that. I mean, stuff that I'm probably going to get signed. So that was good to get those in. And I was at least able to go out and get my last two in-person outings before the National both done. So uh, I'll talk a little bit about those and uh, a couple of trades as well. But Went down to Cleburne, Texas, which is just a little ways south of Fort Worth, and went to a couple of the American Association games down there. They've had a team there for about, I think this is their maybe fourth season, something like that, Cleburne Railroaders. They had the, uh, the Sioux Falls Canaries came to town, along with the uh, Kansas City Monarchs, formerly the Kansas City T-Bones, now the Monarchs. But I was able to go out and get a few uh, items signed there. And the great thing with the American Association is that there are several former Major League players that are playing down in this league, you know, trying to, you know, hang on and see if they can get back into affiliated ball. So a few guys that uh, people out there may have heard of that are in some main, mainstream sets. I was able to get uh, Ozzy Martinez, who's a former middle infielder for the Marlins for a couple of years, but he's with, uh, I think he was with, yeah, he's with Sioux Falls now. So you'll get him. Gabriel Guerrero, who is Vladimir Guerrero's cousin, former uh, Mariners prospect. Riley Farrell, who uh, pitched uh, at TCU for a while and uh, has card, and I believe was with Houston and Miami in their organizations for a bit. Akeem Bostic, former prospect with the Rangers and pitched actually up with the Mets for a couple innings last season. Mentioned him a little bit more here in a bit, but uh, Casey Gillespie, former Rays prospect. He was there as well. Matt Adams, former first uh, first baseman for the Cardinals and the Braves. He's down there now. He was a very willing signer for the- He, he was a State. hitter in his day, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he was on that Topps all-rookie team during his first year. He had at least over 100 career home runs there as well, so he could, he could bash it for sure. Uh, Darnell Sweeney, briefly, of the Philadelphia Phillies. He's playing with Kansas City uh, now as well. Trey Miaszewski, he was a White Sox prospect who's now with uh, Sioux Falls. Hunter Cervenka, former Braves pitcher. He's with uh, Cleburne. Casey Clemens, son of Roger, former Blue Jays prospect. He's here in Cleburne now as well. Gavin LaValle, who I believe was with Sioux Falls, if I remember right, but former Reds prospect. He was around there as well. And then, uh, let's see, Lewis Thorpe. Australian kid who pitched with the twins for a little bit, a couple of years ago, he's with uh, Kansas city and we were able to get a uh, Nick Gardewine and Kevin McCarthy, who are both with Cleburne Gardewine, former Rangers prospect, Kevin McCarthy or former Ranger, I should say, Kevin McCarthy, a former Royal. They're both with uh, Cleburne now, but all of them very willing signers. So really great to be able to get all of them. Um, one unwilling signer though, is uh, Kansas city's Pete Cosma, formerly of the uh, Cardinals there had some, I think he had a big hit in one of the world series there that they uh, won. Career 213 hitter, and he's too good to sign for anyone. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Like, yeah. So, I mean, good overall, though. I mean, I was able to get all those guys there and uh, picked up some stuff in trades as well. I mentioned that uh, Akeem Bostic was one of the guys I got. 
made a trade through a SCN. A guy had, uh, there's a Mets collector on there and he had a couple of tops heritage cards that I need. So I said, uh, look, I see you're needing Bostic. Are you wanting him only on a Mets item? And he said, yeah, he didn't have any cards with the Mets, but I've got a Syracuse Mets card. And so I said, all right, if you can send that down to me, I can probably get that signed when Kansas city comes to town and just, you know, give me one of those heritage ones in return. So I was able to get that signed for him. And because of that, I'll get to keep the uh, Victor Mesa Jr. card that's signed from the uh, Heritage Miners set. Nice. And I also picked up eight more for the regular Heritage set. Got uh, Tyler Molly, uh, James Karinchak, Luis Castillo, Luis Gonzalez, Jake Fraley, Jonathan Davis, Kyle Garlic, and Mark Mathias, also in an SCN trade. There's a guy in there who's collecting all the Tops Pro debut stuff. So I've probably got like 30 cards set aside for him to trade to him for Heritage ones. So I sent off eight of those and... Uh, Hopefully the post office gets it in gear because I dropped those in the mail on Tuesday to him with tracking and everything. And the tracking says, yep, we're waiting on it to get here. And I'm like, um, I put it in the mail slot guys. I don't know what you expect me to do past that. So uh, <laughs> I'm hoping that they didn't manage to lose it somehow between my hand and the mail slot there. So uh, yeah, hoping that gets to him soon though, but I'm, I'm kind of getting a little concerned because the tracking has not updated yet. Gotta love the post office. Oh Yeah. Well, that's cool. So you, so you I, I was going to say you're going to lo- lose your um, place in the TTM Hall of Fame for no returns this week, but <laughs> yeah, just about. You, you still you can still hold on to it. Well, that's kind of cool. Right. Thanks, Drew. I had, I think, five or six returns this week. I got uh, Luke Pestridge, who was a punter for the Denver Broncos. He signed his 1980 card and he also signed his the punting, punting leader card that he appeared on. So uh, it's kind of cool. He signed it in uh, blue Sharpie. And that took, um, I took about three weeks for that one. I got Reggie Langhorn, who was a wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns and the Indianapolis Colts on his 1979 uh, Tops card. And no, I'm sorry, not 1989 Tops card. I apologize. And he signed a nice blue Sharpie. I got Sugar Bear Hamilton, Ray Hamilton, who was a defensive end for the New England Patriots. Uh, he signed uh, Ray Sugar Bear Hamilton with his number on his 76 Tops card. And he, defend, he was uh, very happy to get that one back. That one took about a month. I got um, Tim McGee. Tim McGee, who was a wide receiver for the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Um, he signed his 1989 Tops card uh, and Black Sharpie with his number. And that took a couple of weeks. And I got uh, two cards from Charlie Waters. Charlie Waters was a safety for the Dallas Cowboys. I don't believe he did, he got uh, – he was up for the Hall of Fame, but not – did not get elected, but he, he played a bunch of years with the Cowboys. He was a cornerback. I sent him a 1975 Topps card, but he also sent me a 1989 Topps card. He signed it. And surprisingly, Drew, I got two cards, and they both signed. The autographs are the same, but one autograph was signed in blue Sharpie. The other one was signed with black Sharpie and the number. So isn't that oh, strange? Wow. Yeah, I mean, I get, there's sometimes I understand what guys do it. Like once in a while, if there's a really dark card guy might switch to silver for it. Or uh, in the case of Jamie Holland, who I got a few weeks ago, his Raiders card, he signed in black and his Chargers cards, he signed in blue. But yeah, that's just, I mean, sometimes there just seems to be no, uh, no real rhyme or reason to it. But hey, as long as they put the, the ink on the card, I'll take it. Yeah, no, the, the, the autographs look good because I looked yeah. at other autographs. They, they, the autograph looks the same, so they're good autographs. Well, I had sent him $10. He would $10 for donation. That took, took a couple weeks. Well, that wraps up my TTM uh, returns for the week. As I said, I sent out, I think, about 15 baseball the other day, and I've got another 20 set that I'm going to send out this week, so I have some TTM returns when we get back from the National. 
Well, that wraps up returns. We're going to go right into our TTM cast interview for the week. This week's interview is brought to you by Certified Sports Guarantee, csgcards.com for superior sports card certification and grading. Well, Drew, this week I had the uh, pleasure of talking to Kanal Chopra. Kanal is the brand new CEO at Beckett. Beckett is in uh, growth mode and Kanal Chopra is going to be leading that charge. And we talked to Kanal about his plans for Beckett, uh, his thoughts on the hobby, uh, what's going to go, what's going to, Happen at the Nationals with Beckett and a lot of other cool stuff. So please enjoy my interview with Kanal Chopra. But first, here's a message from our friends at CSG. Get your sports cards graded by CSG on-site at the National. CSG is thrilled to be your on-site sports card grader at the National. Skip the shipping process and bring your cards to booth 1445, July 27th to 31st in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Also meet the CSG experts, pick up swag, and take part in exclusive show giveaways. We will see you there. For more details, visit csgcards.com. Joining his show from his offices in Dallas, Texas, is Kunal Chopra. Kunal is brand new CEO at Beckett's Collectibles and Beckett Group of Companies. He uh, was named CEO, appointed CEO in May of this year, and uh, we're going to talk to so Kunal about what's going on at Beckett. We'll talk to him about the hobby and talk to him about uh, maybe some plans for the Nationals. So welcome to the show, Kunal. Thank you so much, Jeff. Pleasure to be here. Uh, you know, uh, first, congratulations. You must have been thrilled to uh, to, to step to step into that, that, that uh, really cool seat. Oh, I am very excited and to be part of the community, be part of uh, an iconic brand in this industry and really just take it to its next level of evolution. So very excited to be here. It's really kind of a cool time for Beckett as a whole because, uh, you know, you guys have the new corporate offices, anticipated growth. The hobby has been going gangbusters the last couple of years. Um, you, you, have, you must have a lot of um, plans when you, when, when you finally found out that you're going to get the position. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, no doubt Beckett has been an iconic brand in the industry as it relates to collectibles, but we've got a big vision ahead of us for the company. I can certainly outline you know, some of that for you and your, your viewers. But the, the first thing that we have done is really just set a new mission for the company. Our mission as a company is to build the most amazing products and services on the planet for collectors. We're all about the collectors. We want to serve collectors. We want to give them what they're looking for. And we are positioning ourselves as a platform for collectors to manage their entire portfolio of alternative investments. That includes cards, comic books, magazines, VHS tapes, everything that falls under the portfolio of alternative assets is really fair game as part of what Beckett wants to do. And that's been a big shift in how we've been thinking about the world. Previously, we were very focused, very niche, very services oriented. Now we're transitioning into more of a digital first technology company that's the to serve collectors. Are you a collector yourself? You know, it's and it, I get this question a lot. Now, I've not been a collector from the more quintessential, you know, I'm, I'm a sports cards collector and I've been doing that for many, many years. I've been collecting coins uh, when I was young and I've, I've d- been done doing that for many, many years. I've been doing a lot of digital collecting as well. So NFTs and a lot of that over the last few years. But I wouldn't classify myself as a as a true hobbyist. And that's something that I am 
I'm learning a lot about. I'm learning a lot about the community. I'm getting more into it thanks to all the folks at Beckett. But you will you will hear from me a lot in the in the future around just collecting, no doubt. <laughs> what do you what do you see as your um, your big, biggest hurdles coming into this position? Look, uh, you know, one is really we are going through a, a, a massive change in the industry as, as a whole. You know, this industry as 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 a whole hasn't adopted tech in a in a very big way, and you know, I, there has been tr- tremendous opportunity for us to do so. So, you know, for example, the use of analytics and artificial intelligence and predictive models and doing better pricing, uh, doing that more cross-category is is critical. Being able to improve our grading and our authentication workflows uh, within Beckett is is going to be very important. We want to serve the customers quickly. We want to bring them, them, uh, get their cards to them as quickly as possible. So being able to operationalize that, that workflow is going to be a critical piece of what we want to focus on. Uh, in Beckett's case, just if you go to our website, Beckett.com, you know, it's it's a little dated, let's be honest about it. So we really want to, you know, revamp that, rebrand it, make it very modern, improve it for conversion rate optimization, give our collectors a full-fledged community on there is going to be very, very important as part of, of this, this transformation that, you know, that Beckett is going through. Online ordering, order tracking, all these elements that are more digital first on our website, on our platform is going to be part of what we are, what we're doing. So there are elements of just our core product offerings that we've always offered to, to collectors. We need to improve them uh, first. And of course, then there's all the new products that we can, that we can get into. We're launching vaulting, which is going to be a core part of our service offering mm-hmm. at the national. So that's, that's coming as well. So I think the, the biggest hurdle right now is just transitioning our current products and services into these new products and services uh, and, and just serving the collectors quickly, fast, but at the same level of quality that Beckett has always done as being one of the most trusted name in this industry. So that's my core focus right now is improving what we currently offer. You know, grading uh, backlog has been a, a, a buzzword for the last two years, year and a half. Um, where does Beckett stand in terms of catching up with the backlog and, um, you know, offering, you know, opening up uh, service offers? So we are, we are done. We, are, we closed out. We completely finished our backlog. The team worked really hard to do a big push and all our economy and our standard levels are now fully open to to the public so we have opened up all our levels uh, and we are now working through just our standard services uh, so our backlog is done which is which is really great hopefully you gave those guys a pizza party or something <laughs> oh yeah yeah oh absolutely yeah the, the team worked really hard we had incentive plans in place etc to to get them they worked extra hours and, and all of that but yeah they, they got it done so kudos to them um, what changes or improvements do you see in grading and authentication of, of autographs in the next year? What, what, what would you like to see? See, I, 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 the, the, core, the core concept around grading and authentication, right, is, is excellent. That being said, the, the backlog it, that we see in this industry is, is just exists, unfortunately. So it still takes a lot of time for something coming into the door before it exits out of the door. So th- that lag time, right, we want to improve a lot. And, you know, I keep giving the analogy of Amazon. You know, you can buy something on Amazon, but you can get it within a day and within two days, in many cases, within an hour. 
So how do we get that level of quality of service to the grading and authentication workflows for cards, collect other collectibles, signatures, etc. And that can be solved in two ways. One is you you improve your workflow through technology. You use intelligence, artificial intelligence, computer vision, and enhance the the the, the folks out there. The other way is just to add more people, you know, get more graders in, train them. And what Beckett is doing by doing both. We are not only recruiting graders in a very big way. We are we have an internal training program at at Beckett now that is top of class. What what how Beckett does grading and authentication, you get to learn from the masters themselves. Like we've got an internal training program. Number two, we pay top of market, period. Like we are we are we are paying our graders and authenticators the, the most salary you can get pretty much anywhere. So that's our view on how are we going to improve and increase our capacity on the more manual side. And then on the other side, we are also investing in computer vision. We are investing in technology, we're investing in automation to be able to enhance pieces of this workflow that are, could be slow. So our goal ultimately is really to reduce the cycle time and try to get cards, get collectibles out to our customers as soon as possible and be able to do that at scale. That's going to happen through both tech and through the better recruiting and grading. Right, because it's still a, a human thing, right? In terms of you want, you want a, a human to authenticate your autograph, you want a human to grade your card. Uh, technology should be part of it, I think, but I think you still need that human touch. Would you agree? Absolutely. It is it, technology will never replace the the human grader. It can enhance. It can be an enabler. It can give you tools, data, some insights for you to make your job easier. And that's the the goal here. It's not to replace uh, certainly. So you certainly need the the human elements of of grading and and that combination of both tech enablement and the human grader is really what we see as the future. You, you know, you mentioned at the, the onset that you had a, kind of a vision for, for Beckett. What do you think Beckett's going to look like in 2023? If you and I talk next year, to, uh, what, what do you think Beckett's going to look like for the collector, you know, for, yeah, for, yeah. for your customer? Yeah. You're going to see a more modern platform with Beckett. You're going to see collectors engaged with that platform they are going to be consuming content. They're going to be sharing more with each other. They're going to be within the platform, coming to that platform a lot more. You're going to see us have a modern set of products and services that encompass the entire portfolio of alternative investments. So it's not only going to be cards and comic books and signature authentication that we do today. It's going to be VHS. It's going to be magazines. It's going to be ticket stubs. It's going to be coins. It's going to be other categories. And you're also going to see us be more of a global company. So not only do are we going to be within the United States, but we have plans to expand to Japan, to UK, to other countries in the world as well. So you're going to see a lot of that from us, a more modern platform, a more engaging platform, a more analytics-driven platform, services, service offerings for the collectors that are cross-category and, and more global. How do you see um, the state of the hobby today in terms of, you know, the economy's kind of hit a rocky patch a little, the, the stock market's all over the place. Uh, we had a, a huge growth in the last two years, uh, influx of a lot of money into the hobby. Do you think you're going to see that continue in, in, in the next uh, three to five years? See, the, the re I mean, when you look at 
kind of who who puts their money into into say cards for example you have the hobbyists and then you have the investors yeah and you know you have these sort of two categories out there the hobbyists are hobbyists i mean they they're not in here for an investment they are for the long run it's their passion this this is their their space right they've been doing it for many many years i don't think that's going to stop i think that's going to continue you know and as you see manufacturers create new issues new cards coming out there the hobbyists going to continue to adapt to to, to that um, you know and as the categories expand and you're going to see more Uh, opportunity to uh, to to collect across multiple categories too so the hobbyists are going to continue yes what we might see is a dip on the other segment which is which is investments for a short for a, for a short term mm-hmm. and and then i think i think it'll start picking up again you know that the ebbs and flows of how investors operate typically follow what where the market is and so we might see a little bit of a pullback on the investment community side and then they might get back into it as they see the market picking up but i think from a hobbyist perspective I don't think that's going to stop. The trend is here to continue. Um there's a lot more opportunity out there in the market with more collectibles coming on board and I think that's just going to continue. Yeah, uh, you know, and just for a baseball analogy, uh I think we're kind of in inning 1 or maybe inning 2 uh with fanatics coming into the hobby and uh r- really making their uh inroads. They have a lot of you know, they've they've made a lot of noise in the last 6 months, but how do you see fanatics uh fitting into the hobby and, and uh how do you how do you feel Beckett interacting with uh you know with Fanatics influence yeah no look i i think they're a great player uh, fanatics um you know they're they they serve a very critical purpose i look at them as being a more sort of more comprehensive platform for 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 sports very specifically and we as beckett have taken the stance is we we are we want to partner we we don't look at you know the other companies in our space as competitors we believe that it's a huge market we should all be in here to serve collectors at the end of the day and there is a place for all of us in this in this market if we all focus on serving the collector community and so for us it's really a matter of partnerships with with fanatics with the collectible and and other folks out there that would make the Two plus two greater than five, and for the collectible for the collectors community as a whole. So that's how we view view the competitive landscape: is how can we partner with these companies to improve the value proposition at the end of the day for the collectors? And if we keep the collector at the center of what we are trying to do, then we all win. Um, so I think Fanatics is a great player. Beckett has has its own space. We'll continue to partner with them. We'll figure out ways to partner with them and uh, with other companies as well. Now you know you're a technology guy and we talk about leveraging technology to improve the collector's experience. Um is this something that that uh is we're looking to the future is this something you think we'll see in a 6 months time frame and um you know what 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 uh what growing pains do you think the the collector is going to experience trying to uh work with the, this new technology? I, I don't see them as growing pains I actually see them as improvements to the collectors you know day to day very specifically uh, everything is in progress right now from a bucket perspective so this is not you know something 6 months from now very soon at the national you will see some of our big product launches we are ha- going to have a new bucket.com we're going to introduce online ordering we're going to be introducing uh, online order tracking we are we are launching our vaulting service which is tied to the blockchain 
you you'll see very soon a new collect application from us as well where we where collectors can manage their entire portfolio get access to pricing and some of that all that's happening right now in the next you know four six weeks you should see some of this launched by by beckett my focus really is on just taking our existing offerings the beckett.com website the collection management application uh, grading and authentication services and just improving them and making them more modern like just keeping that focus uh, right now and then over the future six months nine months we start seeing new products new services new digital sort of things that we can introduce out to the community but uh, very soon you'll see a lot of these just new offerings and, or rather improvement to existing offerings to the collector you mentioned blockchain and in- Please forgive me because uh, I'm ignorant in a lot of technology. You mean NFTs? Is, is uh, Beckett going to start getting involved on the NFT market? Yeah, yeah. In, in two ways, very specifically. Um, one is, you know, as part of our vaulting service that, that we offer, we, we take the collectible into, uh, into our vault, which is one that we're producing here in Dallas. Or we're, we're setting up in Dallas right now, and there'll, there'll be another one in Delaware coming very soon. And as part of that, we we give you an NFT, so uh, on on the blockchain, and you can trade that NFT on the Beckett marketplace as as well. So that's one way we are differentiating in in, in just a to versus a commoditized offering for for wallets out there. Is you know we are, we give you the ability to be able to trade that NFT on the Beckett marketplace, and it's tied to your collectible in the wallet. We are also going to be uh, introducing very soon. Uh, for the digital collectors who are who are out there who yeah. who buy NFTs, uh, is really giving the Beckett stamp on those NFTs, and we are going to introduce our own verification uh, that basically says, "Hey, folks, uh, just like you trust Beckett for your grading and authentication, now you can trust Beckett for the NFTs that you buy." So before you buy your NFTs, we will validate for fraud. For, and we will verify those NFTs for you, which we are super excited about as well. And we have filed patents and and many other things around that technology. That's cool. Now, are you guys going to be, uh, you know, we, we've been talking about the National, the National's coming up in a couple of weeks. Will you guys be accepting um, submissions for grading and for authentication at the National? Absolutely. I highly recommend folks stopping by our booth. You'll be pleasantly surprised this time. Uh, If you're used to coming to the Beckett booth in the past, you're going to see a new brand, a much bigger splash from Beckett, uh, a a lot more offerings at the National. You'll get a peek into our vault. We are inviting people into a big vault party that we're having in in Dallas at the National. So if you come there to our booth, you know, you might get an invite to that and we we get you here into Dallas and show you our our vault as well. We'll show you a bunch of different offerings, but we're certainly taking uh, submissions at the National. Well, uh, Kunal, with all everything that you have planned and everything that you're working on, I don't know how you get any sleep because it's so exciting, all the, all the things that you guys have coming up. It, it jazzes me up, no doubt about it, Jeff. I mean, I'm, I'm super excited about where we can take this. We've got a really strong foundation with Beckett. It's a matter of adding now fuel to the fire, just doing a lot more with, with the foundation that we have built over these years and just taking it into a new direction that I, I truly believe our collectors are going to love. And I, you know, I, I see that you, you know, you're growing and you're, you're hiring as well. Um, you know, how can someone uh, apply to Beckett if they're interested in, in joining Beckett in one phase or another? Please apply to Beckett. I can tell you that not only are we hiring on the grading and the authentication side, we pay, like I said, top of market. 
Number two, we have one of the most comprehensive training programs internally. And we pretty much are hiring graders and authenticators and you get to work with some of the best graders out there. If you're passionate about comic books, cards, I mean, you can pretty much be doing that all day long. Uh, so that, that is exciting. But then also be hiring on the engineering side, you know, more the technical side. So if you're interested in working in the sports industry, in the collectibles industry, we're hiring across the board there. The, the easiest way to apply is just to, you know, you'll find us on all open platforms. Like we're there on LinkedIn, we're there on Indeed. And you know, you'll find a job posting. But if you go to Beckett.com, we have a careers page there as well. You can just apply there. But, uh, you know, you'll certainly find us all, all around the internet. So your mom and dad said you couldn't work, work in baseball cards, but you know what? You can. So check check it out. We are talking with Kunal Chopra. He is brand new CEO at Beckett's Collectibles and Beckett's Group of Companies. He joined Beckett's in May. Uh, Kunal, why don't you give a little of your background? Just let people know that you know what, what you're uh, you're bringing to the table. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, before joining Beckett, I was the CEO of a publicly traded company on the Nasdaq called Caspian. At Caspian, we were a platform to help brands build their businesses on marketplaces such as Amazon, Walmart, eBay, Target, among others. Uh, but really, my background has been at the intersection of tech and business. I was a general manager at Microsoft, general manager at Amazon. I was the director of product at Groupon, which is Daily Deals Marketplace. I was a chief operating officer for a venture-backed uh, startup in the greater Seattle area, which was in under sports, um, esports betting. Um, uh, and in a previous life, I was a software engineer that transitioned into building tech businesses through my MBA from the University of Chicago's Booth School of uh, Business. So all in all, just a technology leader that's, uh, that really loves serving customers, building great products and services, um, creating value for customers all the time through what I offer to the world. Uh, that's me in a nutshell. Why do you think it's taken the hobby so long as a, on a business end to bring technology into the, the fold? That's a good question. Yeah, I've been I've been thinking about that too lately, and a lot of a lot of when you see innovation happening in any industry, it's typically led by in investments in that industry. You know, you, so you have venture capitalists, so you have uh, private equity firms, you have folks who are willing to invest in a certain industry, and 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 then the innovation kind of happens in that industry. You, know, you start seeing more new tools, new products, new services, new opportunities you know, for the community open up. What we have seen in this industry is there's not been any investment coming in for many, many years. Once the pandemic hit, I think it opened up the eyes of the investment community mm -hmm. to say, oh man, there's this huge market opportunity here within, within collectibles as a whole, and why are we ignoring it? And so you started seeing the investment dollars come in suddenly into the industry. Uh, now that has spurred innovation, that has spurred acquisitions, that has spurred new product development. It's, it's spurred a, a conversation now. So I think it's been the lack of the eyes of the investor over the years that has not given the industry enough capital to go and grow and think through different ways of doing things. But we're now seeing that fully change, which is, which is great to see. Yeah, I mean, you know, as a collector, you went from being in the shadows, right? No, you don't want to tell anyone that you collected cards yeah, no. or, or collected exactly. coins or comic books. And then all of a sudden it became uh, hip to do it. And now, now everyone wants a piece of it, which is great. Well, Canal, I want to, again, congratulate you on, you. on uh, taking uh, over at the helm uh, at CEO of Beckett. Uh, I think you guys have a lot of great stuff planned and really looking forward to seeing 
what what's in store for Beckett? Because Beckett is such a great name in our in our in our hobby. It's been around. You guys have been around forever, and uh, I think a, a strong Beckett is is great for the hobby. And, and I think technology is, is fantastic. So I wish you the best of luck. I will stop by and see you at the national. I'll, I'll be heading to Atlantic City at the national. So I look forward to meeting you in person. Same here, Jeff. Thank you for having me. Thank you all for listening to me, and I look forward to seeing you at the national. All right. Thank you. Best of luck. Okay. Thank you. Drew, I'm out of breath. I am out <laughs> of breath. We have so much stuff to talk about. Uh, I thank you guys. We had a long show this week with lots of great interviews. I want to thank Canal Chopra, brand new CEO at Beckett. He was very forthcoming, and it was a pleasure to have him on. I want to thank him for being on the show. Of course, Les, Les Wolf, our uh, hobby legend and correspondent, comes on came on to talk about uh, how to survive the national and how to succeed. And we you know, tapped into Les's brain and I want to thank Les. Looking forward to seeing Les at the national. Um, Drew, uh, you got a big week coming up, right? You got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Going to be uh, sorting through the cards here a bit more and just, I mean, further planning and uh, getting everything together for the big trip and all that. I'm sure Jen's ready to get ready. Yeah. Get yeah, out pretty of much. House. Yeah. She's, yeah. She's <laughs> ready to kick me out. I don't want to see cards. I don't see another card. I don't want to, I don't want to hear another thing about this trip. Guys, just remember, uh, you know, if you're going to the National, if you're going to be in Atlantic City, stop by our listener meetup. Our listener meetup is going to be Thursday, July 28th at the Boardwalk Burger Bar at the Tropicana Hotel. I'm going to be there. Drew's going to be there. Les is going to be there. It's from 630 to 730, Thursday, July 28th at the Boardwalk Burger Bar. We're calling it the least listener meetup. Come on, come on, talk TTMs with us. We'll have giveaways. We'll have all sorts of fun stuff. And it's a chance to meet some of the fellow listeners, other collectors, uh, talk to Drew and Les and myself. And we'll be there for an hour um, just shooting shooting the breeze. So please stop on by the, the Burger Bar. Drew, why don't you let people know about our show on the SportsMap Radio Network? Of course, we're called a Sports Collectors Club. You can hear us on Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Sunday mornings at 7 a.m. Eastern time. And if you don't have a sports map radio network station in your area, go and check out their app. You can download it there. You can also catch all of our past episodes at sportscollectorsclub.com. Don't forget to follow Drew on DFW Grapher on YouTube. And uh, I think we got all the plugs in. I think we got a ton of stuff this week. Uh, next week, we have two great guests. We have Kevin Keating, who is uh, principal autograph authenticated for PSA, but more importantly, has written a new book called uh, Waiting, uh, to si Waiting for a Sign. It's Waiting for a Sign, Volume 2. Uh, Waiting for a Sign, Volume 2. And we're going to talk to Kevin about his brand new book. And uh, he's been collecting autographs since the early 70s. And we we taught, he shares all sorts of cool autograph stories. And uh, Kevin, Kevin is, is a, a hobby legend as well. So we have Kevin next week. And we also have, uh, we're going to talk to collector Dave Snyder. Dave is uh, trying to get every autograph from any, everyone that's ever played a game with the Buffalo Sabres. He's a huge Sabre fan. He's from up in the upstate New York. He is a veteran. He has uh, been collecting on and off for a while. And he is a TTMer. He is a listener. Drew, come ready for this one? He's yep. listened to every one of our shows. Nice. All every right. one. Every, like I don't it. think there's too many people out there that have listened to every one of our shows. So Dave, Dave Snyder is, we, him and I talk uh, collecting and TTMing. We talk about his project. We talk a little about the show. 
Um, he, he, he even loves Drew, which I can't believe. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Drew Pelto fan. Right. So we got all sorts of stuff coming up. We have all sorts of fun stuff. We're getting ready for the national. And I think that wraps it up, Drew. I'm out of breath. Yep, I'm 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 tapped out too, I think. Here I haven't even been talking half as much as you have here. I think. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we wish you many happy returns. We will see you next week.